Tonight, we each take an artist and we build their ultimate album from their entire catalog. And then, each of us gets the opportunity to add a bonus track. So you get a 12-song monster album, perhaps what could have been their masterpiece. But until then, you're going to get more shenanigans, more alcohol-fueled brutality, and more of Lynch trying to kill the intro right here tonight on The Logan Corona Show. Show Lynch cannot figure out how to work his phone. We're getting what we just said out loud, all over. Do you don't have a volume gimmick on the side that you can? Does it go all the way down and mute it? Oh, look at that! You finally made it. Eat shit and live. Except that. Welcome back to the Logan Cabrera Show. Live every Tuesday night on YouTube, and whenever Eddie gets, yeah, gets around to uploading it on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you steal your favorite podcast from. I am Chris Burns. I am the Jabroni. To my immediate right, Chris Lynch. And the man in the box, the man of the hour, and all that gimmick. Looking for somebody who knows how to use his phone. Well, pretty much. I mean, me, Back in the day, that was like either, depending on what week it was, it was Mike or myself. Somebody had their volume way too high. You start hearing the reverb. Did I just say that? I did just say that. You did, like a minute ago. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I just want to say hello to all my Red Shield friends who are watching, as usual. Uh, keep it coming. Keep bringing it on. And uh, we'll talk about that next week because I want to make sure that uh, the challenge will be met. And I'm sure Eddie will have fun with it. I'll tell him. I'm sure you will. Oh, you'll have fun with it. You've been waiting for this since November. Oh, God, yeah. So, uh... Let's just say, we don't believe. We don't believe in flat earth. Oh, come on. Nobody oh, should. Earth. Yeah. Earth. Flat earth. earth. Found, a new, found a new victim, by the way. Well, I did see a documentary on Did you watch the thing on Netflix, Beyond the Curve? There's one on YouTube. I got to check that out. Is that the Logan Paul one? No, the, the one that says <laughs> the earth is a donut. Not flat. But excuse me. I haven't done this in a while. A donut. donut. The fuck? It's out there. It's out there. Yeah, it's, it's like out 45 there. Forty-five minutes. I mean, it's, it's worth the watch. It's out there. It's out there. Earth is on top of a flying turtle. I've heard that one too. A, tur- I don't, I don't a turd. Know. A turd. I'm not quite sure how any of that works. <laughs> I did watch. Um, I can't remember what night it was. Fuck me, running. Um, but there was a debate. They had two Globe Earth guys, really good, scientific. Everything was like concise. And they brought the paint. And then you had Nathan Thompson for a guest of the show. I'm not proud of that. And this new guy who looks like he should be a really bad Muslim villain in a Die Hard movie. His name was uh, Joshua Michael, but when you look it up, he's got 40 different names. Claims to be a scientist. He's really a dance instructor. He claims to be a physicist. He really has a degree in uh, liberal arts and all this other hokey doke bullshit. Claims he was John Kerry? <laughs> Much like that, yes. Also, also claims he's got all sorts of uh, military experience, although no one can find it. So, Lewenthal? 
close. So I'm watching these two guys. Every time they get schooled, their screen goes. They got the four-corner screen gimmick going on. So every time Nathan or Joshua gets schooled, the screen goes. And you know what they're doing. They're going to a Google machine. They're trying to find something that supports their bullshittery. And they come back. They never answer a question. You experienced this back in November. You ask a straight question, and you get a question back. Why can't anybody answer me this? Because that's not what this is about. You're, you're in a debate. You ask a question, you give an answer, and then you rebut. Robert's rules of order. Am I wrong? No. I mean, anybody who went to school for, I don't know, four minutes has learned Robert's rules of order insofar as a debate. I was in uh, College Congress mm-hmm. for two years. Right. And that's Robert's rule of order. So, so they're, they're, they, they say they want to debate. They don't want to debate. Fuck them. I just want to bring them on here and embarrass them. But the video went out. The challenge is the gauntlet's been thrown down on the carpet. Bring it. What's on your mind right now? Um, Tiger Woods. Good call. Just before the show, the first championship at the Masters since 2008. Yes. So let's not let's forget about his, where his penis put him in the last few years. Or where he put it. Or where he put it. The guy is a great fucking golfer. Mm-hmm. I hate golf. I hate my golf. grandfather, my mom's dad was a phenomenal golfer. He tried to teach me. I have zero patience for it. Zero. But I appreciate the people that can do that job well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I, 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 I can go right down the street here, mm-hmm. here from your house. Golf course is right down the street. And fucking whack a ball all night long. I can't get close to the hole. I just don't have the patience. I don't have the, the, the discipline to learn how to play that game. If people joke about it, and people say, oh, golf's not real. I really a sport. Try it. I have to have the fucking I, And I did. And I no, no, I, I'm not saying you. If somebody says that. No, but that's exactly I, I say the same thing about auto racing, which when I go into what's on my mind, very cool street. Oh, cool. I, and I feel the same way about auto racing. Yeah, oh, you're driving left hand turn the whole fucking time. You're just hitting a ball all all day long. It's how you hit the ball, your technique, your skill, how to hit close to the green and get it on the on the fairway where you can get the advantage over your opponent. Because you're, you're you're literally playing tennis with a fucking golf ball. Well, really what you you're doing. Consider this: when you're when you're driving a golf ball. The ball is about yay big. The size of a golf ball. Not the kind idiots bounce on the end of a fucking hammer. No. But then you have the head of the golf club, which is about yay big, the size of an arm. And it gets smaller depending on... Right. Depending on how close you are. You have the three this and the four this and the, the shimmy and the schnabitz and the fernum. All, all of it. And it's very difficult. It does take a lot of just concentration and focus. focus it's just it, 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 wow like you I used nah, to put on can't golf either. Yeah, focus cannot golf he knows it well they always say don't don't talk about that that's not a fucking that's a real joke thing. that's a real thing because the backswing is the important part of the entire game I used to go if you can't get your swing perfect you're not, you're not gonna hit the pattern uh 
we were just talking before we went on. A friend of ours, Jim Lalamere, former guest of the show and longtime friend of both of ours. We used to go down to the driving range in Norwich. Just smack them. Yeah, nippies. And uh, when uh, the one at the golf course, Malerbis. Yes. And uh, it was right after basketball was a big thing. So someone's in their backswing. We're like, Steve Perry. And somebody would Dave Winfield the, the club over. We actually had a game. A game where, when the guy was out there in the uh, tractor collecting the golf ball, see if we could hit the tractor. Was that good? I am strictly mini golf. I can see that. I, I, I see. I, I just. Um, we got reports of a bad echo going on. Is there something that we're doing wrong? All right. So my phone is all the way down. You, so is mine. I'm not even rigged up to the thing. Echo. Um, yeah, we got a report of a bad echo at the minute. So, the Red Chill is reporting. Red Chill. Big ups to the Red Chill. That's all right. Let's just keep moving on and see if it dissipates. We'll do something. Did we uh, hit a button here somewhere? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, now I hear it because it's got the audio up. Is the, uh, the gimmick button on? How about now? Let's wait. I, I don't know how much of a delay there is. Hello. Wait. We're on like a delay, so we have to find out. Um, somehow, the horseshit, I don't know if it's the horseshit button, which button it is. Is this orange one? Can I do this? I don't know. We'd hear that. Hello. If I did the horseshit button? Hold on. Horseshit. No, I don't hear anything. Okay, now we're going to have this problem. So, guys, have fun with our uh, ethereal gimmickry bullshit. Oh, wait. Sounds like it's gone. No, you guys are you guys are with us. Now you hear that? Yeah, it's you. It's less. Do you hear it now? There it, you it's, are. it's yeah, it's back. Okay. Hello. You guys get to hear it as it happens. I don't know if Ed can clean this up in post, but Red Show says it's all gone. Good now, guys. I don't know what we did or Thank how we did you. it, but fuck it. All right. So going back, Tiger Woods. Yes, golf and. Concentration and stuff. So, on to you. Okay. So, we had the Boston Marathon yesterday. Yes, Everybody we did. knows about it. Patriots and, Day. Uh, yep. And uh, one of the guys who ran the Boston Marathon and came in with a spectacular time of three hours, nine minutes, and a handful of seconds, the driver of the number 48 Chevrolet, Jimmy Johnson, who I don't like to give a lot of props to. Well, good for him. Yes. For him. Now, if only he could take that to the track. Well, that's <laughs> no, what I right? said. I said this was, his, this was his best run in 18 months. <laughs> and if you check out tomorrow's CNJ Speedway Review live on YouTube, go find CNJ Speedway Review. Have a good yeah. time. Learn yourself something about racing. Um, I, I was proud. And what I did not know was that um, he ran it. One of his crew guys was the brother of Sean Collier, the cop that got shot by the Sarnayev brothers. Oh, my God. Really? So there was a, there's a connection there. Wow. So, you know, since the Boston Marathon bombing, uh, Jimmy Johnson would invite the Collier family up, you know, pit passes, the whole nine, give them, give them the red carpet treatment. And he thought, what better way can I, you know, honor his memory than to run the Boston Marathon? Well, NASCAR guys, whether you believe it or not, this isn't the 80s, this isn't the early 90s. These guys are athletes. Don't believe me? Look up Carl Edwards, men's health. Look up Casey Kane. Look up Kevin Harvick. Look up, uh, as much as I hate to say his name, Kyle Busch has a pretty strict workout regimen. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvick manages Misha Tate 
in the UFC under his management yep. company. And he rolls with some of the people that train Misha Tate. So try try keeping a him. grip on these steering wheels when they're going 180 miles per hour. Exactly. Or like uh, motocross, same yep. thing. Try holding on to that bike. You don't get pee breaks. You don't get to stop at Taco Bell. You don't get to, you know, stretch your legs. You, this is 500 miles of badassery. And you, and they, you literally shit your no pants. Power steering these cars. Um, it's, it's a modified type power steering. It's not the kind we enjoy every day. There's I, a lot of... there's a lot. I don't of, want a lot of weight in these cars. No, not at so. all. So, you no, know... They take the weight out and the roll cage yep. basically replaces the weight of the underframe. Right. Yeah. So, it, it's like tit for tat. Yeah. At that point. But 180 miles an hour. And especially when you hit a bump at 60, it pisses you off. You hit a bump at 180, your whole car wiggles. So, I, since, what, the 2000s with the restrictor plate? Uh, Restrictor plates came in in 95. All right. So, early 90s, Mm -hmm. mid-90s, restrictor plate racing, people complained that they can't get the same... Enjoyment out of the, the race. Car to, the car, the fans, but the, the drivers were complaining mm. at first. You know, the car doesn't feel right. But fuck me, at 212 miles an hour, if I can take a left-hand turn and not fucking crash into the wall, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Rusty Wallace has a story where some sometime in the late 90s, like 97, 98, they went down to Talladega to test. And he's getting his car ready for the season. And they said, he said, guys, why don't you take the restrictor plate off, see what we can do. Oh, my God. He hit 239 <laughs> on the backstretch at Talladega immediately hit the brake, pulled in, and he goes, guys, I felt like any second that car was just going to go airborne. It, and it's a fucking God-fearing mm-hmm. experience. And that's a guy who's been <laughs> ass over tea kettle He, he was Talladega driving twice. for fucking years. Mm-hmm. Years and years. So what? what's the difference at 235, 189? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. You're still driving a fucking car that can kill you mm-hmm. at any moment. That's why they have the fucking... Ask power. Dale. Yeah, ask Dale Earnhardt. I, uh, what <laughs> Neil was it? Bonnet in practice. I, uh, I don't Kenny think we Irwin, can ask any of these. Adam guys. Petty. Was it two two days ago? Was the death anniversary of the death of Dale Earnhardt? Oh no, that's a month and change ago. It was oh, his anniversary okay. of his birthday. Oh okay, I saw something pop up. Yeah. on to- social media. Yes, I didn't know if it was his birthday or his death. Day. But so I remember I. the two thousand one. Ridiculous. Yeah, you Fe- February eighteenth. February eighteenth, two thousand one. Dale Earnhardt soda machines getting lynched. <laughs> oh yeah, the one down in Groton by uh, the Hellcat. Not by me. <laughs> I would drive by that and go. You know what? I might just go steal that Translate just to, and then it was gone two days later. One of the local shop guys had one outside his shop in Norwich. <clears throat> he immediately pulled that machine in because he knew that might happen. I know where that shop is. I used to see it every day yeah. driving to work. Yep. Yeah, yep. He, he pulled it into his shop because he's like, "Oh, they're going to winch this." Mm-hmm. Like anything, people were going after. Oh anything yeah, they could Dale Earnhardt at the time. It's nuts, and, and and the death of Dale Earnhardt, as tragic as it was, brought in so many safety modifications, and if I could, I'd reach up. There's a couple 2001 cars up there. If I still had some of them, there were some later models. The roof flaps, the deck lids, on the on the hood, they have flaps, so when you turn and you're going backwards, the, those flaps come up and come push, up your, and car push back your car down back down, down, and just the whole neck restraint. Oh, the Hans device, head Hans, and neck restraint, yeah. yeah. The whole Hans device was based upon now, his death. I'm reading on here that these cars didn't even have power steering until 1981. Yes. No, they yeah. didn't. Yep. The, the, the original cars were fucking stock, mm-hmm. stock. cars. Yep. Just you painted. raced, and raced, raced. the name. Yep. Stock car, car racing. Now, does it always work? No. No, because no. I can point to 2009, and I brought it up on CNJ Speedway Review. You guys can look this up on YouTube at any time. 
Brad Keselowski getting his first ever win a couple years before his championship. Him and Carl Edwards are going at it, and they're banging, banging, banging. They're getting around that dog leg at Talladega, and you've been there. You know how fast they're going. Oh, yeah. They're going 200 easy. He just tips Carl Edwards. The car goes airborne into the catch fence, rolls the catch fence, comes back, rolls the track. This car is just fucking shambles. He walked away. The only thing he had was a mild concussion. He spent a week on the sidelines. He was good. That car and all those safety features, that catch fence, saved his life, the lives of easily hundreds of people. Well, too easy. Those those guys are athletes. Anybody who wants to say that a NASCAR driver is not an athlete, challenge me. Or better yet, go to your Twitter machine challenge me and challenge them. After our last episode, mm-hmm. I tagged you in that post of a yes. uh, crash. Uh, what? Uh, Mike Harmon. Mike Harmon. Yeah. How the fuck did he walk away from Anybody that? who wants to know what we're talking about, Mike Harmon is oh in qualifying. God. This is back in the days of real qualifying. No, practice. And he comes around, turn four at Bristol, loses control. The car hits the wall. It starts to spin. Another car, full steam, hits the Plows car. Plows right into his T-bone side and, and fucking disintegrates yep, the car. And they do the whole uh, shadow circle thing. This is where Mike Harmon is. They disintegrated the car. You can see him. Gets out, walks in. He walks away. He walked away from that fucking accident. Now, now I challenge you, any of you, our viewers, listeners, whatever you Ambulance are. chasing motherfuckers. You probably go, <laughs> oh, my neck. My neck. But I challenge any of you to get in that accident on 395 North going towards Plainfield mm-hmm. at 7 a.m. Eddie knows. I know the road very well. He yeah. knows the road very well because he used to work up in that area. I challenge any of you. I still live up. Yeah. Well, you still live there, yeah. but you come, you come south. You hit the. You well, hit, I got to go north to go home. Yeah. Well, you hit From the ass, You hit the assholes at. Uh, oh, I know those. What, assholes. Time, what time you go to work? Five. I get out at five, so I hit. I hit the assholes going to work and coming back. Yeah, you can. So at exit E three near Basra, you hit those fucking assholes yep. who just come in and just fucking they have no Whipping pay, it. no mind, yep. and just fucking come in, come in, come in, come in, come and, in. And and luckily, there's no police cars that do that either. Bullshit. <laughs> I will tell you. I got pulled over twice, just past the 83, at the one spot on the right, as you go past 83, past, past about... Not bad. No. Not bad. You made the face. Shut up. Upon first sip, yes. So, I got pulled over twice by the same cop mm-hmm. in a week. The same fucking cop. You got He was about this it. fucking tall. <laughs> like, this fucking tall. You got He said, you know it. how fast you're going? I'm like, as fast as the traffic? It's six thirty in the morning mm-hmm. on a Monday, so I'm going fifty. I'm going with the traffic. Oh no, you're going seventy five. Or shit. I said I want you to prove to me that I was going seventy five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't. Did of course you, you can't. Did you tag me? Did you radar me? Did you do you have a printout of what how fast I was going? No. Well, then I wasn't doing it. Well, I, I paced you getting behind you. Yeah, the pacing. Oh. That's bullshit. Bullshit. So instead of getting the lead guy, you get the ass end guy. It it was just after I bought my fucking brand new Silverado truck. That's, yeah. a, that was, that's a gorgeous truck. Within two fucking months, I got pulled over twice. <laughs> by the same By the same fucking cop. cop. And I go to the court, and he, the, 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 the judge is like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Mr. Lynch, go home. Yeah. Mr. Good. Cop, thank you. Well, yeah. Fuck well, this you, This is me off because I, I dated someone. Same thing happened. They paced her. And they tried to sweat her out in the courthouse. Kept coming out, coming out. Every, like every hour, they'd try to make her a new. They'd make her a new deal. 
Well, and she say no. Bullshit. Because she say no. Fight it. And then finally, towards the end, they're like, "If you donate to this fund, we'll we'll drop all charges." Okay. Yeah. Here's five bucks. Go carry your <laughs> it was, ass. It was literally yeah. like donate to the police fund. We'll Here you drop go. All fuck charges. you. Sure. Thank you. Fuck Here's you five bye. bucks. Go carry your <laughs> thank ass. You thank, my, thank, thank, exactly, thank you for wasting my time. Exactly. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Eddie, anything on your mind? Uh, I know you're happy just, about Jimmy Johnson. That's your boy. Was I, I know? I no longer am in, in part of that life. If Keats Appliances had a driver, yes, all you, bro. Exactly. All you. Exactly. I already picked out your driver. I'll reveal it tomorrow night. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Well, he was working for that company who happened to sponsor that no, driver. All I would say is, hey, Jimmy Johnson's paying the bills right now. <laughs> yeah, right. He's in all the training videos. They put the red vest he is. on him. He but is. I got a yes. new guy because there is something that you use. I've been to your house every day, and. During Br- the Bristol race, I happen to the see spam a sponsor. Car? No, that's up here. That's uh, it's all but gone. Uh, you see the spam car up there? I love spam. Yeah. The, the spam car he was going to walk away I was going to walk away from. The Angela, Angela in oh all her God. infinite wisdom. Well, I had, a, I had that car back in the day. I used to collect the NASCAR die cast. I, had I built hundreds. that. I built that fucking model back in like Dude, nice. We, we had Whatever this big model. episode talking about, about spam. spam. <laughs> Two and, weeks like, later. We were like cracking up for like 45, 50 minutes <laughs> about spam and all these spam facts. And like months down the line, you text me a picture of this spam car. I'm like, oh, did you grab it? No. And I'm like. What is it? Well, like, his I was second like, I was question like, was what, how much? What, what, how much was it? I'm thinking it's a few hundred bucks. Six so that's why buy it. I'm like, you didn't fucking buy that. You, I was like, you marched back there to yeah, buy that. I did. I, That's like a surplus of limited buy right who there. Who cares? It was at a, uh, it was at a uh, what do you call it, like an antique slash uh, gimmick shop in uh, like, Colchester. Oh, like and a, I bought like a NASCAR th- mug, and I bought all these little trinkety things I well, thought were like cool. a little thrift, thrift, yeah, a thrift store. I, I got a Rusty Wallace pint glass. I was in the house, and I found that. Awesome. Moving on real quick. I don't really have a lot on my mind. Just a, a, a smash or pass with Netflix. Okay. So I got a smash. Go ahead. Black Summer. Smash it. Great show. Okay. Great I fucking show. Watched the first episode last night because I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, I want to watch the rest. I, you know what? I You will <laughs> binge watch that without realizing it. Not every episode is really long, but it's, it's, it's about zombies. It's a spinoff of Z Nation, but an entirely different tone. But it's really good. Actually scary. Genuinely scary. Creepy as fuck. It's almost like Quentin Tarantino made a fucking zombie movie. It's fucking great. Um, Pass. The Silence. Oh, I was looking at that last night. That's like a Quiet Place ripoff from what I read. Well, technically it's not. It was based on a book which was written before A Quiet Place. And it was actually made before The Quiet Place. Yes. Okay. And Quiet Place got the first run. Yes. I love the actors in it. Which is so intriguing. I. One of them is the new Sabrina. Yes. The, the girl. And uh, the other one is the, oh, God, who's oh, the dude? Who's the father? Name? Fuck. Uh, he's in uh, Hunger Games and all that shit. And, really uh, good. Pass. Really. Yeah. The movie's a huge pass. It's, well, like Bird Box is kind of like a quiet place, but Bird Box is good. <laughs> Bird Box is good. <laughs> Come on. Bird Box is good. <laughs> all right. I'll give it, you that. it was good. I, I thought so. Nah. De- definitely, definitely a hard pass on that. You get, you know what? The effects aren't bad. The the monsters in them aren't bad. But it, there's not enough of that to save what is a piss poor plot. And again, the, like in, in a big complaint I have about most apocalyptic movies is how in a matter of days <clears throat> the entire world is desecrating and rotting. Right. Yeah. Right. That happens yeah. rather quickly, and 
within a matter of days, there's already a cult cutting their tongues off and shit. Already? Yeah. yeah so well, about like, within uh, like 15 I, minutes pa- of the movie. The, the pacing of the of the movie is horrible. See, I thought, and I watched Quiet Place just this weekend. Stanley Tucci. Yes. I oh, love, I love him. He's amazing. He, he, a great actor. The actors mm-hmm. are not bad, but what they're given is crap. They're given total shit. Well, they're, they can only work with the script they're given and the material and direction. Pretty so, much. Yeah, so smash and pass on Netflix. All right. Well, before we go any further, we're going to pay some bills. Guys, make sure you look to LokiAndJabroni.com. It's where you can find all sorts of news updates and any other things Loki and Jabroni-centric. You can also shop our affiliate links right there on the website. Click the affiliate link at the top bar. You can go to Amazon, the 80s shop. Uh, I don't know, Eddie's got all the info. WWE shop. You can get event Tri- tickets. Travago. Travago. tickets through the Looking Don't page. get pulled over in Houston like Travago guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you're going to travel, travel without frosty goodness in a Ryan Priest wraparound gimmick. Did Big ups to Connecticut's over? Ryan Priest. No. Uh, the Travago guy did. That's what I'm saying. In did Houston. I saw his mugshot. He looked like he was in the commercial. Like I thought he lived in Germany. DUI. Arrest. Travago. And it was like that. It was that quick. It was, it was really that quick, but wasn't all uh, wasn't all bad. But um, you can definitely check there if you want official Loking Jabroni merchandise. Merchandise. I, I'm feeling like Lynch right now. Go to <laughs> cafepress.com forward slash Loking Jabroni. Get a T-shirt. Get a bumper sticker. Get a baby onesie. Treat your baby right. Get them started early. And last but not least, if you'd like to donate to the show, it is Patreon. P a t r e o n dot com. Passed out behind the wheelies, right? P a t r e o n dot com forward slash Loki Jabroni. One dollar, five dollars, your entire paycheck. We don't care. We appreciate. If Give you, it all. If you gave us twelve cents, and I'm sure one of you smart ass motherfuckers is now going to go and donate twelve cents. We appreciate every single dime. That we get. Don't though, because Patreon takes like a commission, and yeah, we'll so we we'll only get eight. We're left with nothing. Well, what's a, what's the commission on Patreon? Uh, I don't know. Like you eBay? have to ask, ask I the think boss. It's like ten percent or something like that. What's eBay now? Is it like a quarter of your sale? I don't know. Yeah. I don't sell anything on eBay anymore. I haven't done that in years. I can't. I'm, I'm I like, can't. I'm sell I do want to send. I, I do have to send two shoutouts. Um, one to my friend Sean McDonald in Louisiana. Thank you so much. Uh, he found at a thrift store. A uh, classic uh, 1999 red alternate uh, Jamal Anderson Atlanta Falcons jersey, which got me to thinking, you know, my friend Chuck, who lives in Canada now, borrowed my Brian Finneran jersey years ago because he was going to a game and he hated the team that was playing. But he wanted a Falcons jersey. So I said, here, take this one. He took my Brian Finneran jersey. And it's been eight years. Today in the mail. Today in the mail. I got my Brian Finnegan. Yes. Uh, I walked through the door. Wow, uh, that's awesome. The kids, Emma and Madison, said, you got a package from Canada. I'm like, Canada? And I looked. It had Chuck's name on it. I'm like, hot shit. Slice that bitch open. There it was. My Brian. It looks the same as it did eight years. He wore it once. maple syrup? Nope. He wore it once. (laughs) He washed it. He put it aside. And then, for whatever reason, I got it back. That's awesome. Thank you, Chuck. You are a man amongst men. And, uh. Go ahead. I, I just got to say, like, this Travago guy, motherfucker looks sexy in his mugshot. I like, know. He looks just like the commercial. <laughs> and, and the Miller New- Lite, DUI, I, Travago. I, I got to throw this out. The New York Post cheekily noted that his bond, which was 100 bucks, was about $60 higher than the best rate on Travago <laughs> for a hotel in the Houston area. 
Well, you know, he's got good rates. Uh, so, so tonight, poor Chicago guy. But hey, folks, use Chicago. Right, use Chicago. Make sure you go through LokiandJewelry.com. <laughs> Every one of these sites kicks Backslash us back just a little Chirago. bit. No hidden fees, no extra charges. You want to buy an AJ Styles T-shirt? You want to book a DUI hotel in Houston? You want to buy event tickets? Go through LokiandJewelry.com. They kick back just a little bit to us to help us with production costs. Having said that, tonight we build ultimate albums. We take an artist, we go through their entire catalog. We pick the 10 best songs, in our opinion, whether they're chart hits or not, we build the ultimate album. Now, originally, when I threw this out to the guys, I said, well, we all have the opportunity to pull one and replace it with one of ours. I changed the game just a little bit. Yep. We're each going to read our 10, and then we're going to add each one of us who's not reading adds what we call a bonus track. So you're going to get a 12-track masterpiece album from each of the artists we've picked. And because you are the guest du jour... Lynch, I'd like to start with you. Who did you pick, and what are we doing? I picked Prince. Wow. So what do you think of that? I like Prince. I think he's a sexy motherfucker. He is a sexy motherfucker. His name is Prince, and he is funky. He is one of the most underrated guitar players, Mm -hmm. multi-instrumental musicians ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, His first album, he played every fucking... And and that's Instrument. a wholly underrated album. Uh, un- and good luck finding it right now on vinyl. No. Good luck. You can't. I've been looking for like months. The last time you I saw... You cannot find that. The last time I saw that, it was a CD version. It was an import. It was at FYE, and it was $39 just for the CD. So I found the album online, 66 bucks. Jesus. And that's not even from here. It's from like Germany. It's a German press. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is just fucking amazing, and I am fortunate to have seen him once in my life. Same. Once. Once in my life, and it was just before he changed from Prince to the artist formerly, formerly known the as symbol. Prince. See, I the saw symbol. I saw him as the symbol, and I believe the thing was, uh, was it the motherfucker of the year? The new power generation. Yeah, it, I love the new power generation. They were amazing. Great stuff, but I remember amazing. the t-shirt on the back, it had a trophy. And it said, uh, no, I'm sorry, was it, uh, duh, duh. I'm trying to remember the jam now. It said it right on the back. Something about the sexiest motherfucker, the motherfucker of the year or something. It was Prince all the way through. The, the show was amazing. I wish I could have seen that piano microphone tour. And I hear he was a pretty kick-ass basketball yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, uh, like the mayor of Middletown <laughs> says she has the first I album just, on a bootleg. I saw that. Lindsay, amazing. I, I will marry you if you give me that album. She's already married to uh, James, James Killer Kowalski, who is one of my favorite people. You're married, people. too. Yeah. I, 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 whatever. I can take the ring off. Fuck no, it. you can't, but you could go uh, You can go all Utah. Oh, well, yeah. Mormon. Uh, Mormon, same thing. Um, well, I was just about to say something is it, is this cool the, about the, Lindsay, and I blew it. Is this the For You album? Yes. So that's yes. Hard to find. Yes. Yes. What was I? What was I about to say about that was cool about Lindsay? Oh, Lindsay just is cool and shit. So we already we we covered that. Well, anyway, you. give us one by one your ten, and then each. Um, how do you say it? Oh yeah, Eddie and I'll give you a bonus. I'm just track. gonna go from ten to one in no particular. Minor in no particular order. Either. No, these are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Number ten, never take the place of your man. Nice. Um, Minor chart hit, but... I think that's a very underrated album. Mm -hmm. Um, The the actual album track, which is like seven minutes minutes long, is unbelievable. His guitar playing on that is Mm -hmm. just... It tells you what a musician he is. Um, You can't 
you can't re- you can't re- replicate that is what I'm trying to say. Quick question from the peanut gallery. Can the peanut gallery give a bonus track as well? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Fair enough. Uh, number we'll each no- get three bonus tracks. Number nine, Pop Life. Wow. Again, from one of his early, early albums. But again, you see, you hear that song and you see how it influenced other pop stars in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, just um, an, another master craft song. Can't go wrong. Can't no, go wrong. can't. Um, number eight, Delirious. You know what? I was just actually. <laughs> and I was just actually the other day, I, I want to say on cable or Netflix or Hulu or something. What fucking movie use that song? Is there a oh, theme song? I get. Oh, Christ. It's an 80s movie. I can see it in my head. And, and I was half asleep and I didn't even fucking wake up to see what the movie was. But I'm like, oh. you heard Delirious and it was. Yeah. No, boop. Instant Jones right there. Instant. Um, number seven is Die For You. Nice. Okay. It's another deep cut. Another deep cut. Um, it got some radio play, but it wasn't like a hit. And I'm digging this list so far. Uh, number six is When Doves Cry. Okay. You can't go wrong. You, I mean, that's... You did say you were going to have a chart hit or two. I told you. You can't... up front. You can't... The, the problem with Prince is you can't do a top 10, 20, 30 of his songs... Without... That were not on the charts. Right. At least at one, whether it's number 100 or number one. And just that pick, as as low as you have it at six, and I, again, you said no particular order, when Doves Cry is easily, when I think Prince, that's that guitar riff, at the, exactly. That's the, that, that guitar riff is amazing. Backing up, Amazon has uh, that vinyl for that album for 1898. You better get on your fucking Amazon um, machine. Go I'm to LokiJabroni.com. Uh, fuck you. The CD Loki is, and Jabroni. I'm going to Amazon now. The CD is through LokiandJabroni.com. Backslash Amazon. CD. How much on the CD? 219. Jesus. Yeah, what was it made of pure gold and Prince's locks? They're probably just not printing it anymore. Christmas. Sperm. Christmas. Because people are either collecting the vinyl right now or streaming it. They're not buying the CD. All right. Fair. Fair. Which is good. That's another vinyl. thing I wanted to bring up tonight is what you're... The whole streaming our, bit? Th- no, our three thoughts on streaming vinyl and CDs, but that's the way. All right, fair. All right, um, number five, Cream. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, love sir. That song. Love that song. One Jeff, of my favorites. I think that, I just think of a, when I hear that song, I think of a time in my life where it's just like, holy shit, this was a good time. I was working it, in radio when that came out. I loved playing that tune, man. It was it, awesome. Interesting thing about that song. What was it, didn't Get Off come out before that one? Get Off, Get was, off. The, was the lead For single before. from Diamonds and Pearls and then Cream. So, and Cream so, was the right, follow-up. So you, you listen to Get Off and he's just like, Get Off, you know, the way he's singing it. And then he comes out with Cream and it's like... But then right after that was... If a, you don't know Prince and yeah. you hear that, you're like... It's two different artists. Oh, and then think. it's um but they're both amazing right, songs. Yeah. And uh Get Off almost made my list above Cream. Well it's just it's just that's that's how Prince was though. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like there's a little bit rock and roll, R and B, hip hop, and then he does these pop. When that NPG album that came out, I told people you can I, listen to this record and it sounds like four different artists because yes. you, you go like you said, from the lead single Get Off, then you go to Cream, the next single was Diamonds and Pearls. And if you're like me and you dive into the whole cassette, CD, whatever you're listening to it on, Thunder. And, oh, Amazing. My God. That, that entire Thunder. fucking album was 
incredible. But my point on Prince is that there is so much unreleased material that he's done mm-hmm. since he, since he's passed. Rest in peace. There's mm-hmm. a documentary Kevin Smith filmed that ended up in his vault that yes. nobody will see. Right. Yes, and I, he, you've heard his yeah. Kevin Smith's oh yeah version of it, of that interview, right? Yes. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I heard him tell that story night no two thousand seven two thousand eight when he turned forty. Mm-hmm. No thirty seven. When he turned thirty seven, we went to his um uh, um his uh show and he told the whole story about how it came to be oh i oh i happened to interview prince and it was like an hour long yeah. and it was amazing and he, and he amazing had, and he was supposed to sign a non-disclosure agreement, yes but he never signed it he never signed so, it and that's so why he, he talked can, about he it he can tell the story he can, and, that's why he could talk about it and mm-hmm. i like what he what kevin smith confirms like yes there's a recording studio in every goddamn room of his house and, and or like he, there's a microphone or something i completely you, buy it i completely buy it he said he could go? be taking a shit and be like aha Chicken crap. <laughs> <laughs> but anywhere you go and it, on that property, you could record a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Prince just had one of every instrument on yeah. the wall. Uh, Drum pe- kit here. People used to say the same thing about Alice Cooper's house. He had a clipboard with a notebook in every room of the house. So if he got an idea, he, he jotted that shit down and moved. Why not? <laughs> I mean, come on, really? Yeah. It's, All right. It suck though if you had a maid with like musical ambitions, they'd be like stealing your songs and shit. Well, if that maid ended up on the charts, then you sue the shit out of her. Jennifer Lopez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made in New York, motherfucker. Next. All right. So number five. Uh, where am I? We were just on Cream. Cream. So number five, seven. Nice. Holy shit! Wait a minute. You Cream was five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, Seven. Uh, Amazing. Uh, I have that downloaded that entire, on my phone, man. That entire album, you can't pick a cut that you cannot enjoy. Mm. Amen. Uh, Even, uh, was it Money Don't Matter Tonight? And uh, there was just so many good things on that record. Oh, my God. I can listen to that every night to fall asleep to. Amen. Uh, Let's Go Crazy. Yes. Another good one. Uh, you know, but that takes me back to that movie. You know, the, the scene just before he goes home and gets in the fight with the old man. Purple drain. Because <laughs> he's at the club and he's doing his thing in Minneapolis and he goes home and there's the whole fight with the family and then he writes Doves Cry, which is yeah. already on your list. Yeah. So Then we have Little Red Corvette. Okay. Love that song. So that go wrong. brings you back to like junior high, high yeah. school <laughs> era. For I, us, not so much. I gotta for be honest, not I, for you. I gotta be honest. I'm lukewarm on that song. Always have been. It's not a great. It's not his greatest song, but yeah. when you hear it, you have a, a oh, memory. Yeah. A memory. You shot back to no, where yeah. you were. It, where you only, were. My only criticism of that song is when I hear it, I I feel like there were already a bunch of songs around the same time about cars. So I almost. It's the only time where I felt like he was riding a trend. Okay. Oh, maybe. So, yeah, I agree. That, so I agree. Maybe, maybe in, in to him it was probably a throwaway pop song, you know. But became, I, became a huge hit. No, no, it's because well, fucking Prince, you know? right? All right. So number two, I'm going to change from okay. what I have written down. Oh, curveball! Because Fuck. hate this shit. Because mm-hmm. it's one of his best songs, not performed by him. On um. Shane O'Connor. Oh, Christ. 
He did perform it. It's on his uh, Prince. The it's on his live it's on one and two. Hits album, but he never recorded. He never recorded it live in the studio. All right, by fair, himself. fair. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I wish he did. Nah, I, you know what? Because of nothing, oh, nothing compares. Still to you. a fantastic song. As much as I don't I give dislike a fuck who her. it is, I don't give a fuck who it is that sings it. It's a fantastic song. It's a uh, emotional. It's oh fuck, gimmick chamber. Got to do it. Fuck. <laughs> Not for me. I got my coke. No, here, you know, <laughs> give some love to Kevin Harvick and throw that I back over my, here. here you yeah, go. buddy. Yeah. He's gonna crack his gimmick on this one. Sinead O'Connor, though, man, come on. I get it. It's a beautifully written song. Um, it's a staple. But, you know, you could you could have thrown Manic Monday on that list and made all of us smile, but oh, you threw... The Mayor of Middletown says I'm fired, by the way. Well, Can I fill in now? Can I fill in now? Lindsay, come on, man. We'll throw an extra chair in here. You want to come down to the uh, Valhalla sit, Underground sit, Studio? You can sit right here in Heck Valhalla yes. Studio. You know what we'd do? We'd give Lynch <laughs> one of these hard chairs. And you can take the big chair. I get the cup. The comfy, show, uh, uh says he loves the way Kevin Smith tells that story. So, yes. So do, I like Kevin. all of Kevin Smith's stories. Thank you, Shell. I love his uh, so. speaking word tours. Mm-hmm. So I've been to three or four in the last my, my, 10 years. I've watched them online. You know me. I go to the Henry Rollins this, ones. Yeah. Love me some I Henry love Rollins. Henry Rollins. The, the, the Superman Lives one was probably his incre- yes. story. Fucking his mind, the producer, John Peter's mind. Yeah. I want fucking spiders, and that ended up in Wild Wild West. Wild right. West. <laughs> and, all right. All right. So my number one, Purple Rain. Ooh. You cannot go wrong okay. with Purple Rain. So little, little known fact to most people who have that album is the cut they have on the album. Is not the radio edit. It's the live fucking version mm-hmm. that he cut with... His new ba- new band mm-hmm. at the time never performed with him before. No, it's strange how that works, man. It's crazy. So you watch the movie mm-hmm. that what you hear the seven minute and fifty nine mm-hmm. second whatever the fuck it is version of the song is the original fucking version of the song. There's yes, no sir. edit. There's no cut. There's no um, overdub. Nothing. Everything is fucking live. All right. So we've gone through your 10. You want to throw the first bonus track out? He's pointing at me. I'm pointing at you. Yeah. Bonus track Jones on this uh, Prince Ultimate album. Yeah, but you're... And guys, if you're out there listening, throw a bonus track out. We'll uh, Give me an 11. I'm writing down an 11 right now. Uh, The mayor of Middletown chimed in earlier, and let me see where it was. Get Off. Oh, get off! Bonus get off is a good song. So we've we've hit the Mayor of Middletown, Eddie. Oh man, I just was sexy motherfucker on there. No, it was no, not. but not. I love sexy motherfucker. I think it's a great song. Awesome. I, just, I, I I I felt like this was this was him getting up there saying, "Motherfuckers, I can do anything, and I can do it better than you." And Would they you... played it on the fucking radio. Yeah, with a ah, <laughs> remember that you sexy mother ah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. That almost made the so- song sound even better. I know, like, but only Prince. Just coming down that dun dun dun, dun dun, you sexy, sexy mother. mother. Ah! He made his own. Uh, <laughs> he made his own clean cut. So he chose the mm-hmm. ah. Because uh, between sexy motherfucker, my name is Prince. Those are fucking. My name. Is I Prince. love those. My name is Prince uh, again. For, same album. Yep. And, now, it, on a side note, can we just add that he? Not only is he good at performing, writing, all that stuff, he surrounds himself with like some of the best people. 
So, like, the new power generation, perfect example. Like, uh, I forget, who's that lady that sang Diamonds and Pearls? Rosie something or other. Incredible singer. Oh, my God. The Diamonds past. and Pearls. The, the, crew he had, the crew he had with him for his tour that year, the, the MCs and stuff. More, stay, more stay in the time. More stay yeah. in the time. So, he's a great, he's a great producer as well as... May uh, present to you more stay in the motherfucking time! <laughs> <laughs> Written by God herself in... <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm coming with that, right? I know. Yeah. Jane Silent Bob what, Strike Back. Was that Booty Time I heard? <laughs> booty Time is the only white disco song as far as I'm concerned. Booty Time, Booty, booty time, time, Cross the USA. <laughs> Props booty to time. any of you who come up with it on the live feed. Where did Booty Time, what movie was that from? You have five minutes. Any? Oh, shit. He's going into it. All right. Well, he kind of ruined it, but not really. I had three songs that were going to make the list. I'm going to go from three to one, and one is the one I'm putting as the bonus track. I have it track. written down. I have it written down for All right. posterity's sake. These two did not make it, but my number one will. Uh, the one that did one that did not make it was Pussy Control from the Gold oh, Experience. Oh, my God. Wow. You're talking deep, wow. deep, deep, deep cut. Yes, I am. Deep fucking um, cut there. Number two Holy shit. did not make the list for me was Thunder from the Diamonds and Pearls album. But the the bonus track that I am throwing on here, Eddie already mentioned it. It was in the height of that whole, you know, there's he's suing the label. The label's suing him. We own the name Prince. Well, fuck you. I'm going to change my name. And what does he do? He puts out a di- the first ever, in my opinion, pop diss track. Yep. And it was called, write it down, My Name is Prince. Yep. Love that song to this day. It is on my iTunes gimmick. I listen to it often. I love that song. That's my bonus track for your record. The so, ultimate Prince record. So after he died, mm-hmm. you could, like, literally... Literally, the day after, go on YouTube, um, Hulu, anywhere, and find streaming tracks of mm-hmm. him. Quick question. Uh, before you read off the Ultimate Album to the people before we move on, Lindsay came in with Ford Fairlane. She wins. Ford. <laughs> All right. Uh, Disqualified. It's the adventures of, of Ford, Ford Fairlane. Fairlane. Doesn't matter. She got it. Uh, I'll be. How you doing? I'll be. Uh, Wrangling up a bumper sticker from somewhere. You're going to put it on your car. Thanks. I needed that. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> anybody seen the My Name is Prince video? Yes. Do you remember the yes, beginning of the video with the news reporter? I do. What famous actors played the news reporter? I have reporter? no fucking clue. Fuck Who is you. It? You're next. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, baby. Are you fucking serious? Played the Minnesota news reporter <gasps> in the video beginning so of the video. So do you know and why? She was already huge. Why? It was because on Arsenio. He was fucking her. On Arsenio, she was saying how much she loves Prince. That it was her favorite artist. And he called her up and said, you want to be in my video? Nice. She flew out there. Oh, wow. Going really deep. Fantastic. Wow, Eddie. Going All right. Really read deep. off the ultimate album right. for Prince. So, number 10, Never Take a Place Your Man. Number nine, Pop Life. Uh, Delirious. I Die For You. Doves Cry. Cream. Let's Go Crazy. Seven. Little Red Corvette, 1999, Purple Rain, Sexy Motherfucker. Uh-huh. Then you threw Pussy Control on there. I'm looking. Pussy over. Control. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You my did. name is Prince. My name is Prince. You wrote Thunder too. Thunder. How yes. dare you? I Thunder. Only, I wanted my name is Prince on there, but you threw everything I threw at you on there. I'm. Um, I'm sorry. All right. I tried. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Well, you guys already know the answer. To all, you, to all you folks out there, I know, how many, a lot, I know a lot of answers. How many people thought I was going to pick Kiss for this shit? Kiss. Kiss. 
Angela said that you don't say kiss, you say kiss. I, even before you told me who you picked, I said nope. He wasn't gonna, going that route. He wasn't going there. I'll tell you what. He was three, not going there. In three you know weeks, what? we can do this again, and this is fun. I'll do kiss. You know I'll why? I'll take care of it. Now, you know why? Why? Because it's too easy. It, it's so fucking easy to do kiss. And it's so obvious for me. There's so many songs you could pick from kisses. 24 albums, 300 plus songs. I could go deep and everybody go, what is Love Him and Leave Him? I mean, I've never I, heard that song. But I have. What about Master <laughs> and Slave? I, I've never heard that song. 24 albums. How many songs? 300 plus. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he's he you recorded 600 Dad? before he was dead. What's that? Are you doing Grateful Dead? No, he's going Elvis. No. <laughs> I would never do Elvis. If oh. you thought I was doing Kiss, you were absolutely 1,000% incorrect. I'm going to show the audience. Go ahead. Show them who I picked. If you can read that, Metallica. Metallica. Uh, one of my favorite right. bands. I thought about Anthrax, but with me. The entire Justice for All album. The the hits were my favorite in Anthrax. Uh, close. There is two from Justice on this list. So I'm going to break this list open. I, I may not get as deep as Lynch did, although I'm accused of doing this. Uh, you want to lead off an album right? Uh, number one, Seek and Destroy. Just that riff. You know, dun, 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 and then dun, dun, dun. the whole there's just thunder behind it. Awesome well, song. You also I'll also have to think that that song was with Mustaine. Yeah, Mustaine wrote that. Not Hammett. Mm-hmm. That was not a Hammett song. I'm that, all over that's the map. Not here. That's not Hammett playing. Nope. If you people think that's Kirk Hammett playing that song, so you could say that's the one track that they didn't ham it up. Oh. oh. No, there'll be a second one. Wah, 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 wah. And when I get to number seven, you'll know why. <laughs> but I just love Seek and Destroy. Every time I've seen Metallica live, I wait for that song, and they never disappoint. It, it sounds just fi- as good now. That one of their did. best, one of their best live. Amen. Ever. Uh, number two, the the song that scared me out of my pants when I first saw Metallica in 1989 at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, Creeping Death. Love me some Creeping Death. Uh, that's uh, you, you ever heard this Ride story? Ride the Thunder. What's that? Ride the Thunder. Ride the Thunder. Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning. Oh, yes, Jesus it was Christ. on Ride the Lightning. It's pretty sad. I don't even like Metallica. Dude, he's oh, on fuck it. You. <laughs> um, I was at the Ocean Center. I'll make this brief. Ocean Center. Um, I went down for uh, winter you said break. There'd be a story behind every song. One story. <laughs> went down for winter break. Uh, I go to Daytona Beach where my grandparents lived, and my grandfather says, uh. You a fan of this band, Metallica? I'm like, hell yeah, I love Metallica. Oh, you're going to go with my neighbor's uh, grandson. You guys are going to go together. The Ocean Center was a half mile from my grandfather's house. Oh, my God. So I meet this dude who I've never met before. We're both mulleted, jean-jacketed. We're like, hey, are you Chris? Yeah, well, I'm Stan. Okay, Stan, let's go to the show. We go to the show. We're having a great time. I had never at that point heard Creeping Death, ever. Wow. So... It's the third song of the night. They're like, I'm creeping death. And in the middle of the song, 19,099 people start chanting, die, die, die. die. There's one person not <laughs> chanting die. And I creep across the land. Nah. One person without their fist in the air going, oh, God, I hope I don't <laughs> kill tonight. And that's you. <laughs> the next day at the little strip mall next to my grandparents' house. I went and bought Ride the Lightning, listened to Creeping Death. I'm like, now I get it. Now I understand. Great show. Loved it. Number three, Leper Messiah. Another good song. There you go. Great song. Awesome. One of their most underrated tunes ever in the history. Again, of a deep track that you wouldn't think 
Metallica. Mm-hmm. You you could picture it being mainstream but if rock. And but roll. if you but if you throw the CD or al- vinyl on and get to that track, you're like, oh, wow. sure. And if you're I not a Metallica song. fan, go look up Leper Messiah and have a good time. It, the ly- lyrically, it's one of the most amazing tunes I've ever heard in my life. It is very 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 good. Number four, Harvester of Sorrow, Language of the Mad. One of my favorites off of Injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, can't deny it. I mean. Uh, like Eddie said, that whole album is mm-hmm. fucking gold. That's you know what that that seems to be the 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 lost arc of Metallica albums is the Justice album, yeah. and the reason being is one the bass was turned way down for whatever reason, <laughs> and two that was the beginning of Everybody Loves Metallica have with you, the one video. This was our band. Have you back heard, in the day? Have you heard the remastered versions on YouTube with the bass turned up? Yes, sounds amazing. And also, it, unbelievable. The, first, the probably the first heavy metal song people were making fun of by changing the lyrics. Which was Harvester oh, of Sorrow? No, no, the one. Yeah, hold, yeah. Well, hold my toasters out. bread. Number pass me the marmalade. Number five, a more recent one. Uh, if you watch the Grammys a couple years ago, Lady Gaga performed this song, "Halo on Fire." I love that album. The entire album. Oh, Track- she didn't perform that one. She performed "Moth into a Flame." My bad. But yeah, un- yeah, still. Yeah. Moth into Still a flame a good performance if you can see mm-hmm. it. And that song, the entire album. I, I would love to have seen Lady Gaga do Halo on Fire, but Halo on Fire, just one of those songs that just, from the moment it starts, it, it grabs that, you and says, fucking listen. That one performance where Hatfield's mic wasn't working was... Yeah, uh, that was the Grammys was... with uh, Lady Gaga. Somebody uh, actually mixed it. On YouTube. I don't know if it's still out there. It's Somebody might have copyrighted it. They it's correct. They correct. Yeah. It. I guess it was working, but for a reason, it wasn't broadcasting on TV. They did. They like took they the... Heard uh, they yeah. heard it at the show. They but. took the... Uh, what is it called? The rehearsal yeah. track. Yeah. And, they used the rehearsal yep. um, performance. Because Hetfield didn't even realize it because they could hear it in the actual Grammys, but it didn't go over TV. No. Right. No. Yeah. So number six, All Nightmare Long from the Death Magnetic album. Oh, wow. What a great... Not movie. one of I my favorite. heard of that album. Not really? Well, Death Not Magnetic? Death Magnetic 2008. That's when, 2008. Lar- That's when oh, Lars okay. was playing like a tin drum. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, uh, you understand ding, like... Ding, whereas ding. the album before, St. Anger, which nothing from St. Anger or nothing from the Black album comes on my list. Um, the guitars sound like they were underwater on St. Anger. Then you move to Death Magnetic. They're Everything like pops very except the drums. It's like... Ding, ding, uh, you ding, understand ding, too, ding, after ding, the old ding, Napster ding. affair, I was like, fuck Lars. Oh, I get it. So, like, I, I, I would deliberately, like, put Metallica out of my... Yep. I understood where he's coming from with that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I fucking He's a hypocrite it. now, though, because he's... I downloaded music, music like shit from, from mm-hmm. Napster, fucking oh, yeah. LimeWire. 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 Big, big well, fucking fan I mean, of LimeWire. We could do a whole our, show about Napster and Our Lime friend Jim oh, was God, a big... Uh, <laughs> funny story. Our, uh, <laughs> I, I, I roomed with Jim for a couple <laughs> years when I got divorced, and I got a letter in the mail because I think the cable was in my name. It says, we noticed you've been downloading illegal this and that. And I'm like, Jim, held the letter up. I'm like, you need to fucking stop. Hey, dude, my computer is full of fucking viruses. I don't Well, no, it wasn't why. even the computer. He was just downloading on on this torrent or that torrent. Yeah. And I'm like, we need, you need to stop. They're on to you. Oh, yeah, all right, I'll stop. And it stopped for like a year. My, he my was old, cool. My old roommate got a letter from like fucking uh, Microsoft 
saying stop downloading our software. Exactly. Well, yeah, like, I used to use all right. Spoof. I had to move right along. Another yeah. another Mustaine written track. Uh, it was originally called Mechanics. It was changed uh, when Hammett joined the band and. Hetfield said, fuck all this shit. Four Horsemen. Oh, Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen. Oh. On through the dead of night with the Four Horsemen ride. ride. Choose Choose your your fate fate and and die. die. Great fucking tune. Yeah, that sound hammed up. Uh, Number eight. Uh, I'm sure there's not a Metallica fan out there who's going to agree with me. But fuck you. This is my ultimate album. Number eight, Trapped Under Ice from Ride the Lightning. Screaming. Can't move at all. Screaming. Can't hear my my call. call. I am dying to live. I cry out. I'm trapped under ice. Fucking great song. Penultimate on my list. Number nine, The Thing That Should Not Be. That's a great fucking song, dude. Song about the Loch Ness Monster, man. Who who writes a song about the fucking Loch Ness Monster? James fucking Hetfield. (laughs) That's who. Number one or number ten, depending on which way you go on my list, The Shortest Straw. Again, another solid track from... Injustice for mm-hmm. all, and I think one of the best. I agree. Besides it's, one, and besides, you gonna put one over Harvester of Sorrow? Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve is good. Dyer's Eve is fucking phenomenal. It was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the lyric was um, from Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton's last effort in Metallica before he dry, died. Mm-hmm. Night, what? Nineteen eighty-six on a bus trip. September. God, I'm too... You know, I should be on fucking Jeopardy with all this useless bullshit in my head. But the problem is, I, I watch soon, Jeopardy. Right? I fucking don't know any of that shit. You shitting me? I watch Jeopardy, and they're like, we can't watch this with you anymore. <laughs> you just know all this shit. Well, Megan says the same Mesopotamia, thing. Mesopotamia. Michigan. Megan says, says the same thing. Then they, like, get to certain, uh, like, categories. I'm like, uh, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Someday. I'm, I'm hit or miss. Once I get into, like, sports, If it's rock, sports, or movies, or, or sports. history, I'm out. Let me ask you a question, because we're going to talk a little local for about 30 seconds. Are you friends with Ryan Merch on Facebook? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to reach out to Ryan. I'm going to tag you in it. I'm okay. going to tell Ryan to tell you guys the story of Lunchtime Jeopardy back in the day at Mohegan Sun. And he'll tell you the story of what we would do for Final Jeopardy. I'm not going to tell it here. I have to get bonus tracks from everybody, including you guys on the YouTube. Yes, let's get so, some bonus um, tracks here. Uh, all right, bonus Lin- track from Lynch. Lindsay, what do you think? Oh, yeah, Lindsay, we need a bonus track. Any Metallica song, Strike Your Fancy? She's not a big Metallica fan. She's not a thrasher. No. I, I she- get it. She's queen. She's she's prince. She's more mid-range. But she's very poppy. knowledgeable, trust me, on this, you know, I'm going to give her props. Her props I already due, said man. my bonus song. I'm going to say Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve. Okay. One of the greatest Metallica tracks in the fucking world. And let me just write down something from the Black Album for Eddie, because so, that's the one he knows. <laughs> I know a couple of them, Dick. Okay. Well, like Dick. Like two, Dick. <laughs> Come on out. What's your Metallica bonus track? Um, this is sort of from the Black Album, but it's not the Nothing Else Matters version 2. Oh, with okay. the different yeah. with the alternate guitar yes. and us. Much, much better vocal by Hetfield. I think so, much too. Much better sounding song. I think when so, When I too. first heard it, it was familiar, but it wasn't, and I stopped, and I did a who dat, and then I saw it was Metallica, and it was that different version of that song. Which, if I was if I was going to pick something from the Black Album, it would have been from the S&M uh, Symphony of Metallica album. It would have been this. Because if you hear nothing else matters with you know the full bombast and then the symphony behind it, just fucking Ama- amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, along those lines, mm-hmm. from that album, they uh, 
It's a sequel to The Unforgiven. Unforgiven. There was three of them. Three of them. Yep. I think the second two are better than the first. I didn't oh, like the second stop. one. I love the third one. Love the third one. What are we stopping? Unforgiven two. But in in the third one, they don't say the word unforgiven on uh, Death Magnetic. Strangely no, enough, they the don't. album something you never heard of. Uh, but it's just so good. I, I thought Unforgiven Two was a little bit repetitive because they went back to what I felt, what I've known. But it was turned a, to anger, turned to stone, and that ah, that would have made my list if I picked Metallica. Mm-hmm. The reason it, I didn't pick Metallica mm-hmm. is just because of that. A lot of their songs are very. They go back to each other. Okay. Well, I'll give you two that didn't make the list that almost did, and one is one of my favorites is uh, King Nothing. King Nothing is another King great Nothing, song. I thought, should have made it. And from the Black Album, which I wanted to avoid, like, the plague, because that's when real Metallica fans lost Metallica, and it became everybody's band, was Of Wolf and Man. A great song. Look at, look at his face right now. Uh, a great song. I, you, say what you want about the Black Album. Whether you it had say, some gems. Whether you say they sold out or not, they're still... Sandman's a gem. Mm-hmm. Of Wolf and Man is a gem. Well, you can't pick a bad track off that album. You can. Which one? Wherever I May Roam. I don't think that's a bad, bad, garbage. bad song. Garbage. We may disagree, and that's fine. I think it's garbage. I think I, it's Pat. I, will, as a, as a I think that's Bob Rock. I, will... I think that's Bob Rock as a producer... In, in, in invoking his Motley Crue card and saying, you need a three-and-a-half okay. to four-minute gimmick, and you need to make it for everybody. Okay, I, I can see where you're coming from with, there, with that. That's why they sacked Bob Rock, and, and Bob, they became awesome again. Fucking slam Bob Rock as much as you want. The guy he's, can he's gold. fucking He's music. Mutt Lang. He's Bob Ezrin. He's, he, fuck, he's, he's Ron Nevison. He's everybody Look at it this way. in the studio because he knows his fucking sound. Oh, yeah. And he knows what he wants from the band. Bob Rock. He knows how to get the performance out of the fucking band. You can point to certain albums and say this is the worst thing they've ever produced. And for Bob Rock, I will point to... <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. Uh, no, I'll point to St. <laughs> Anger. Uh, what a fucking pile well, of that, shit that was you can point to bob ezrin and say what was the worst thing you ever produced right here kids <laughs> right here music from the elder by yeah. kiss you can point to ron nevison what was the worst thing you ever produced oh wait another kiss record crazy nights everybody has a, a down spot i don't blame bob rock for trying to make metallica palatable to everybody but you look at the upswings with they became one of the biggest motley, dr feelgood yes their best selling their best Sounding album. in one of my in one of in my like, opinion, it, it's like the wall of sound when the Beatles were before or after Phil Spector killed the motherfucker. Like Phil Spector, okay. The wall of sound. Mm-hmm. When you hear Doctor Feelgood from the first track to the last track, all you hear, even if no headphones or headphones, all you hear is fucking noise and sound and amazing sounds. Amazingness. Amazing sounds. I'm go not, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And not I'm necessarily sorry. bad sounds. Good sound. Mm-hmm. We may have to revisit this in a couple weeks before you go, because I'm having fun with these Ultimate albums. What I am going to propose is a two-minute break before we go to Eddie's amazing album of whatever. Because I'm going to take a piss. You probably got to take a piss. Yeah, pretty much. Eddie and, might have to piss. And there's only one bathroom here at Valhalla Underground Studios. I'll go to the pres- presidential one. You go upstairs. I'll just go next. All right, guys. We'll be back in two <laughs> minutes.
Time us. Yep. All right, guys, welcome back. I'm going to read back the Metallica Ultimate Album list. Seek and Destroy, Creeping Death, Leper Messiah, Harvester of Sorrow, Halo on Fire, All Nightmare Long, The Four Horsemen, Trapped Under Ice, The Thing That Should Not Be, Shortest Straw, and the two bonus tracks, Dire's Eve and Nothing Else Matters, version 2. And I think that's pretty fucking solid, if you ask me, all the way around. That's a great album. I appreciate it. Right there, it. I buy it. Much appreciated. Yeah. And that'll uh, be twelve fifty if you just give me that now. Yeah. We'll be all good. Now comes the part where... You're going to have Gatorade. I don't want to Gatorade. <laughs> I'm going to reach into the gimmick chamber. Now is the part where we let Eddie play. And <laughs> he's going to bring his ultimate album to the table. What artist did you pick? Send your focus. Diana Ross. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. I got some <laughs> Diana Ross shit in the... Back pocket right here. You know, I don't always play fair. Oh fuck! Here we go. Oh Jesus Christ! So I'm going. I'm going to old, old school when it used to be. Um, he's the rapper. I'm the DJ. So these are tracks by DJ Premier. Holy okay. shit! For uh, other various artists. Wow. I may or may not including, know any, wow. including uh, his own group uh, that he uh, was in, Gangstar. Okay. Yep. So I hope you all ready. Y'all ready for this? Uh, most of these are kind of in order of release, but these these are always been my personal favorites from uh, uh, Gangstar Manifest. Mm-hmm. Is uh, number one, uh, number two, Gangstar Jazz Thing. Um, uh, I could talk about those two together. Just the way Premier used to use old jazz records and and stuff like that. The music kind of felt deep with Guru's voice. Uh, it just. It, if there was rap music back in the day when jazz ruled the world, it would sound like that. That's the way I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, uh, KRS-One, out of here. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, just a crazy boom bap track with KRS-One screaming, out of here. Out of here. Out of here. That's how they treat you when you're out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, basically a song about what happens when you're not famous anymore. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, next one from uh, the debut album of still one of the biggest hip hop artists, Nas, New York State of Mind. Mm. Um, from his very first album, um, Premier did one track on it, I believe, and that was uh, New York State of Mind. And same thing, really soulful, old school records, and really good. Um, this is a personal favorite of mine because it's a favorite artist of mine. Big Daddy Kane, show and prove. Nice. Nice. You should love me some Big Daddy Kane. Oh God, yeah. He did uh, quite. A, he did quite a few tracks with Kane, but this one's like my favorite one, show and prove. Um, this one, um, you'd be surprised. He was actually responsible for if you if you heard it, it was really big in the R and B charts. D'Angelo, Lady. Ooh, oh wow! Didn't wow. know that. DJ Premier produced that one. Uh, really good one. Uh, here's another one you might know, and probably the only song I will ever confess to liking by this group. Limp Biscuit end together now. Are you serious? <laughs> really? He, in the beginning of the song, he's saying DJ. Okay, I remember yeah. that. I didn't listen to a lot of Limp Biscuit because I thought they were pap, but <laughs> some of their stuff and was you good. Were right. I they know were I pap. was. They had, they had a couple. You know, they had a couple good ones. I, I saw. I Limp, hate that faith. I unfortunately song. saw I Limp Biscuit live. Yeah, I did too. Twice. I went to. This is the best. Twice, tri- on the purpose. Be- I went once. <laughs> best triple bill ever. Well, close to it. Godsmack was the headline, Limp Biscuit was the middle, and DMX was the opener. Holy How shit. How fucking cool 
was that show. I can tell you it was amazing. <laughs> well, I'm going to make me lose you my mind. mind. I'm, I'm jumping up and down. Up, up in here. here. Up in here. <laughs> Uh, this one, you, you might mock me a little bit, but I kind of like the song. Christina Aguilera, Ain't No, Ain't no Other Man. That's a good song. Um, Premier actually produced all of that album. Mm-hmm. Really? I, yeah. Yep. And um, this is a good song. I highly recommend you looking up if you haven't heard it anymore. It's got uh, Kanye West, Nas, KRS-One, and Rakim, Better Than I've Been slash Classic. Mm-hmm. I'll have um, to look that up. Like, send, it, me the, send me the name and I'll look it up. I'll definitely look yeah, it up. Yeah, like me on it. That's it. Better than I've been. Classic. Mm. And uh, this one, um, Prime, the group he is in with Royce to 5-9, um, the whole damn album. <laughs> <laughs> well, change the rules just a little bit. Sometimes you... I can, I, can pick, I can pick a track, but it is such a great fucking album. I've talked about it before. Yeah, you have. Um yeah, basically, it's the concept album he's doing with Royce where they pick a single artist. They sample all of his music on every track, and that's mm-hmm. the theme. And um, it's just really good. But if I had to pick one, um, That Sound Good is probably one of the better songs okay. on there. Um, Lindsay, I like where you're going, and I, I think we could do something with this perhaps next week. Um, she mentions Rick, Rick Rubin. Rubin. Nice. Rick Rubin, who has produced Beastie Boys, Slayer, Metallica. He was the money man behind Smoky Mountain Wrestling. There was just so much. Yeah, a lot of fucking albums. Oh, well, Smoky shit. Mountain Wrestling is not an album. It's Jim Cornette's fucking no, but I'm gimmick saying, back in the day. Like, oh, just Rick Rubin, anything he put his hands on was go- Death Magnetic was produced yes, by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Two songs on my list from Death Magnetic. Uh, Whiskey in the Jar... She wants to put on... Thank you for finally chiming in. That's going to be the next uh, bonus track. Don't care. Awesome remake. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, amazing. It is. Whiskey in the Jar is going on the list. Look, I had fun with this, and we are really good on time right now. I'm going to propose that we do this again next week, but we each take one artist for a full album and one artist for an EP. What do you guys think? I would say... Five-song EP, ten-song ultimate album. And uh, I... I'm going to throw it out to you like this. You pick one artist for you. I pick one artist for me. Ed picks one artist for him. Yeah. And then we each pick an artist for each other for the EP. Like, let's say you come in and say, I'm picking Great White. Nobody's picking Great White. Just <laughs> calm your tits. Done. Calm your fuck. You <laughs> want Great bitten. White? No. Once bitten, God, twice no. burnt. <laughs> oh, Christ. Too soon. We sorry. had Mike Riccardi, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Don't listen. To- He's interim. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Go buy Mike Riccardi's book, Just a Thought Away. You will you will cry. Trust me, I did. Um No, I, I could do EPs. Um I'm gonna go even further oh, and he's say go deep. local bands. Define local, like New England ish or East Coast. East Coast. So East Coast from like out of the live music scene. Well, there's so many great bands uh, that have come out of this area. Godsmack, Aerosmith, um, just wow. The the list goes on and on. Don't listen to Hatebreed. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> you don't like Jamie Jasta? Josta by himself. I I think the, his Josta project is fantastic. Hatebreed, I think, is a bucket of suck with a side order of fuck this. I'll disagree. Not my again, and and that's fine. As a gentleman, I will disagree. All right, fair enough. We'll, we'll we'll discuss it. We might have yeah. something else for you next week, but we're we now have a lot of time to fill. We got about a half hour. 
so is there anything anybody wants to talk about? You said you might have some things you want to talk about. We we talked about last week uh, the forced vaccinations. What do you think? About oh that? God! All right, so let's fill the time. Yeah, let's do what we got to do. Let's do some time. Yes. So that's called dead air, Lynch. You got to work on that. No, first I want to. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking. Google machine works. Yeah. First, I want to get your thoughts on anti-vaxxers. Oh, see, um, if you if you're an anti-vaxxer and you send your kid to school and your kid is carrying whatever, it's bullshit. All of us for years and years and years, Eddie Lynch, myself, uh, the the eternal flame, the goddess of love upstairs, our children, um, vaccination, it prevents things. Uh, people aren't dying of polio anymore. Why? Because there's a polio vaccination. And there's measles, measles, mumps, mumps exactly. rubella, whatever you, whatever fucking vaccine you want to throw it's out there. It's all, look, anti-vaxxers can kiss. You know what you do? Open the bag, reach into the bag, consume the bag, eat all the dicks in the bag. <laughs> because I don't want them kissing my dick. They might catch something. Exactly. <laughs> look, I, I the, the whole thing. I, oh, Is there God. something I look, should know, Eddie? Last night. <laughs> Last night, we get done with Madison's uh, scrimmage, and we're all hungry. And Angela says, I'll buy you fly. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to Five Guys. And I walk into Five Guys, and you know what they have? You've, you've all been to a Five Guys, that big vat of peanuts yep. where people can eat them. Chris is not supposed to eat peanuts, but what does he do? He grabs a couple, tosses them, eats them, whatever. Heaven forbid some – fuck, I don't, I don't get it how everybody's so sensitive now. Peanut. Everybody ate peanut butter and jelly when we were kids. Nobody died. Well, everybody ate bread when we were a kid. Nobody fucking died. You get, now everybody's allergic to peanuts. Everybody's. Al- you know what I'm allergic to? Blueberries. I'm like one in forty million. School snowflake. Yeah. Eat shit. But you don't Schools see me can- going into a place where they're mixing a blueberry fucking smoothie and going, "Oh no, I can't be here." Heaven forbid. No, if I consume it, I will. Be sick. It's happened. People have seen me. Schools can't have bake sales now because of kids' peanut peanut allergies. Fuck. I don't get it. Almond. Vaccinated. The vaccinations are good. I'm allergic. I'm like totally allergic to coconut. Yes, I I know this and I learned it the hard way. But I. I mean, this guy is what I said. When I sent my kid to school saying, hey, he can't eat this. No. The you prob- know what you can't eat. The problem is that we don't eat. fucking expose our kids to the uh, dirt, allergens, mm-hmm. whatever, be, what have sanitized. you. Because we're so sanitized. Oh, We've sanitized ourselves into a corner. Literally, into a corner. Because we can't tell our kids, you can't touch this, you can't eat that, you mm-hmm. can't drink this, you can't drink that. You can't do Anything. You're a fucking... You're a globe. Soy boy. You're, yeah, yeah, soy exactly. boy. Exactly. Soy boy. All right, so I'm 47 years old. You're old. This year, 47. I can't tr- drink fucking regular milk. I found that out when I was 44. I was in my 30s when I found out I couldn't drink regular milk. I fucking drink milk. I shit my pants. Mm-hmm. I get 10 Same. minutes down the road... I'm like, oh, I gotta go. You feel the gurgle. Nobody really needs, <laughs> yeah. nobody really needs a drink. The gurgle is real. 
I love milk. The, the milk, the milk thing, I, I kind of give people a pass on because we're the only species that drinks milk from another animal. All right, so. fair. But I love milk. Not I used more. to love the flavored it's milk, over. banana milk, uh, chocolate milk, strawberry uh, banana gimmick, Schnabitz Jones. Chocolate milk. Loved it. Chocolate milk and regular milk, my favorites. If you give me any, any other milk, I'm like, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm taking Tom Jones as one of my picks in the next few weeks. We do ultimate albums. It's not unusual. I'm not going to make it really else. Tom Jones or a Tom Jones. No, Tom Jones, the actual like, awesome singer. Like, do you mean like Tom uh, Jones is a drink? You like know that, Tom right? Tom Wait or something? But you're saying Tom Jones. See, you've you've done this Jones thing so much that we don't know if we can take I'm you seriously time, anymore. I'm second time Jones. You are. So you have to Jones. fucking realize. He's known, he's known my Jones gimmick so, for years. So Tom Jones Jones. <laughs> Watch this. You know I I. At my job, we talking about this. At my day. job, I love everybody at the job except the new pussycat. <laughs> what new pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa! Dad joke in the house. I got a job at the circumcision Sorry, lab. Doesn't pay well, but I get to keep the tips. I know. I know political dad jokes. <laughs> Oh, what? Christ. What? You're like old dad. What did communists used to use before candles? What? Electricity. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, that's Pull the plug. Just that boom, one right boom, there. Boom, boom, boom. Where, where's the bullshit button? We no, I, with the, as far as the vaccination thing goes, vaccinate your kids. Stop being Snowflake Jones. Stop listening to everything the news outlets tell you. The vaccination is bad for your kids. It causes autism. No, it doesn't. It prevents your kids from getting debilitating diseases that may or may not kill the motherfuckers. If you love your kids, vaccinate your kids. That's all I have to say about it. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Well, they've also had him against flu vaccines. You'll never convince me to take a flu. vaccine. Oh, funny story. uh, I will uh, agree with you on that point. Uh, Within a year of each other, we had this problem. So I got the flu vaccine after my cancer surgery mm-hmm. on my head. I got sick as a motherfucker mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. yeah. Sick as a The dog. year before, I got a flu vaccine at my job when I was working for PCC in Groton, and it made me sick and as a dog. I would three days off, and he would come to my house after work with, like, bread and soup and, like, you know, Megan and I made this for you. I'm like, thank you. I'll try to hold it down. <laughs> I wasn't being a prick. I was like, I literally went to the fridge, got a glass of orange juice, drank it, and in 20 minutes later, I'm puking half my body weight out. Yeah. The uh, flu vaccine is bullshit. I will say the, the flu is it's prevalent, but you get the vaccine, you're, you're basically saying, oh, look at me. Give me the fucking, flu. Give me the fucking flu. Yeah, you're and basically people, putting the, the people tell me virus fu- into you. People tell me I'm full of bullshit about that. Or shit. But we're living proof. I've done it for the, all right, since I was I'm forty seven now, since I was thirty. Year old. Yeah, fuck you. Yes. For the last seventeen years, I have had the flu vaccine half of those half of those years. Every time I get the flu vaccine. I fucking get sick. Yeah, it's the one time I took it that I got sick. I would laugh at people when we were at Mohegan Sun, you and I, for years and years. Yeah, we had to get the flu vaccine. They would say, go down and get your free free flu vaccine. I never did it. Are you going to go down? No. Nope. You're going to go down? No. Nope. Are you going to? No. And that's where I got not going most of down. mine was from fucking Mohegan. I never went. But when I was at PCC, I did it just once. I said, you know what? It, it, they're, everybody's scared. People are getting the flu. People are dying. I'm going to get the flu oh, vaccine. That, that was like during the bird flu shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I oh. went and got it, and I was sicker than shit. You were there during, like, the whole fucking... H1N1 gimmick? Or, oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. And oh, the swine flu? Swine yeah, flu. swine flu. I never, I never <laughs> you took remember, the vaccine. You remember when everybody was, like, avoiding the Haitians that yep. worked there, the Asians? Dude, I make jokes about it. If I sneezed, I'm like, oh, shit, I got the bird flu. I'm going to die. <laughs> you remember my girlfriend at the time? We were in KJ. Yeah, we were on Grave at the time. We'd be talking to each other. Shh, oh, achoo. oh shit, I got the bird flu. I'm going to die. And we'd giggle. We'd giggle, giggle our asses we, off. We'd laugh about it, but there's truth behind that fucking story. I, I, remember, I remember that whole thing because this was the funniest thing. Now, like, I don't know if... You, I've Swine ever, flu, too. I don't know yeah. if I've ever said uh, to you guys before, but I was a bit of a Ron Paul supporter. And I'm sorry. During oh, the whole fuck, here it comes. <laughs> during the whole, like, swine flu thing, every politician is scaring the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. The whole H one one, yeah. They're that, all like Obama is scaring the shit out of everybody. This sad, and the other thing. Are you you, vaccinated, you need Paul, to get this shot. You need to get this. You mm-hmm. need to get that. Congressman Paul comes on yeah. TV and he's like, "Guys, I'm a doctor." <laughs> and but, I'm not gonna lie to you. He's like, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it, you. You can get sick, and if you're really, really, really young or really, really, really old, you might die. But anybody but in the middle, you can fine. die from you're a regular fine. Yeah. yeah, you you like, could you, you could die from truth. choking on a ham sandwich, Mama Cass. But look, or there, every, kind of went out on the toilet, Ellis. Oh, look, I, I I tell people all the time, you know, you can be afraid of a lot of things. When that swine flu thing hit back in the day, it's like you have about as much chance of getting the swine flu as you do hitting the Powerball. Which would you rather have? I'd rather hit the, the power ball, ball than go buy a ticket. Because <laughs> those are I, your chances. Because I, I was working at the warehouse at the time, and I knew people that got the swine flu. They like were, the were real, real, actual yeah, H1N1. They, they got H1N1. They were sick as a dog, but then they came back to work. How long? Week, uh, maybe. Two weeks. It was a week because they changed the attendance policy to reflect it. Mm-hmm. So if they got diagnosed with it, they actually needed... They wouldn't let you come back in without a clean bill. Right, right, right. And, that, so. and that's fair. And completely so, fair. So we, there was a couple people that were out like a week or two weeks, and you could collect short term. Okay, which was cool. Um, but again, it's the government's really good at two things: blowing things up and scaring the fuck out of people. Of course, that's their that's their deal. It's their that's their mo. Like, that's uh, why thirty thirty seven percent of our money goes to the fucking government. Now. And it comes to to that point, mm-hmm. the stop and shop. Oh, yeah, uh, you want to talk about that real quick? Stop and shop in the real Northeast. Quick, real quick. If sure. you guys aren't aware, if you're worldwide, if you're in another part of the country. Cross the line. One of the biggest grocery well, the only chains. The open is the pharmacy right now. Pharmacy and the People's Bank that are in there. Yep. Uh, uh, some stores have temporary associates. If working. you are not in the Northeast, you do not know what Stop and Shop is. Stop and Shop is our Publix. It's our Winn-Dixie. It's our Meyer. It's whatever you have, uh, Sweet Bay across the country. It's our main grocery chain. Piggly Wiggly. Three day- Piggly Wiggly, same thing. <laughs> Three days ago, Stop and Shop went on strike because the union and the corporation could not come to an agreement. Now... I'm going to ask you because you brought it up. What do you What do you think? All right, so they're asking. All right, so the reason they're striking is that the employees are saying that on Sundays they're going to cut time and a half and do two hours an hour more instead. All right, like, like everybody else, I might I should throw out. Yeah, pretty much. All right, pretty so, standard. So I interviewed for Stop and Shop two weeks ago, three okay. three weeks ago here in uh, Montville. Um, Great beer prices there, by the way. No, my offering pay was minimum wage. Garbage. 
and I have 20 years experience in retail. Don't get me started in the uh, whole fucking... We can talk about this next week, but mm-hmm. my entire life, I've worked retail, I've worked sales, I've worked inside sales, much like Eddie, customer service. The bottom line was part-time, we don't hire full-time. Fuck you. And we hire part-time minimum wage. Nope. See you later. $10 an hour. Nope. Which is now the Connecticut um, minimum minimum wage. 10-10. I think it's next year supposed to bump up again. They want to bump it up. I think. Well, they they passed something. Yay! And it's supposed to go up in. uh, Well, I think the minimum wage should be zero, but that's an entirely different conversation. I agree. I think you should pay people by their. Based on skill and experience. Exactly. Um, exactly. Ten, ten, ten an hour. The problem that's fucking you with Stop and Shop is they will, because of the union rules, they can only promote from within. So you have to go in part time. Ha- and I have to buy into the fucking yes. union. Yes. At ten dollars an hour, ten, ten an hour, and pay the fees, and pay the fees, which is like five bucks a week. Yep. And get twenty hours. That's my max. That was my maximum offer was twenty hours a week. Right. Or shit. At you paid people by their 10, 10 skill. An hour minus my bro. union fees. If I was paid by my skill and my experience, I'd be making bank, bro. They, they Dude, do that to uh, I worked when fighters. I when I left AMP. This was nineteen ninety. When I meet Megan, nineteen ninety seven. I was making eighteen dollars an hour as a fucking receiving manager slash. I was a CGO coordinator for ShopRite when I left back in 2000, and I was making 12. Well, here's the problem. 20, 20, Stop and Shop is one of the last union shops in the country. That's their mistake. <laughs> I, I mean, like Big Y, you go to Big Y, you don't pay a union fee. There's no union. There's no union. Shop you go to ShopRite, no union. And they pay better according to your experience. They, what they do is they hire they hire what they need. So right, and they don't hire above and beyond what they need. They so hire exactly what, what they need. What Stop Shop does. So I, you know, meat cutters make bank. Yeah, like I, twenty plus an hour meat cutting. Part of my story is that when I was with A and P, was that I was a journeyman yeah. for meat cutter. Yeah. So when I was meat cutter, I made a different amount. They had no union. The meat cutters didn't have a union. They had their own union. Yeah, there used to be a meat cutters union. And they didn't have, they weren't on the same pay scale as a uh, bagger or a fucking. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, cashier or um, whatever up front, mm-hmm. front end manager. Right, right. So I got into that trade and they're like, nope, you're back to where you need to be. You're going to be back at the fucking back end. And receiving. Look, there's a lot of places that want Herculean effort for Mickey Mouse money. Well, it's horseshit. It's all horseshit. But at the end of the day, as long well, as the corporation has their hand on your throat and their well, foot on your foot, where yeah, do you go? Megan and I were talking about this earlier this week. Um, why would you want to go to work for a company that pays you minimum wage? Dick. Takes weekly union dues, more dick, more dick, and limits you to what you can work. Okay, their their bottom line for work is twenty hours a week. Yep, it's garbage. Fifteen hours 
is what I was offered, 15 to 20. And you have how many years' experience I in have, not only surveillance but retail and customer service? I started in fucking grocery stores when I was, that was my first job. 14 years old yeah. as a bagger yep. at A&P, oh, well, Waldbombs at the time. Waldbombs in Groton. 86. Yep. How long is that? Uh, that's 20, 33, 33 years ago. 33 years ago. Math. 1995, I started at the front end at uh, ShopRite. I, was, I, I started at like four forty five lo- an hour. I, lo- I thought that was all the money in the world. <laughs> I did too, and I fucking loved that job. I loved working in a grocery store. The only thing that kept me from working in grocery to this day is travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, you brought it up, and you said it best. You should be paid and compensated or what have you by your experience and what you bring to the table. Would it, you agree? I I. Absolutely agree. And it, whether you have education or not, it's your – they have to do – There are people – look, there are people that I know who are highly educated who are give, morons. Give, there are also people I know oh, who yeah. are highly educated who are top of the food chain. Mary Middletown, give you a shout out. <laughs> there are people I know who have a GED and have gone on to do fantastic things. There are also people with a GED who are handed whatever they want – because they fall into the corporate practice. Give what a, I'm saying is I'm a guy give with a 22 a f- years experience in the retail. You've seen me in I, action. I know. I know. I was there when you were at Millie You're and- damn right. And I turned that business around. And, but, I, and I, again, that's why I say give the people who have the commensurate experience the fucking opportunity to do the job. At the end of the day. You pay and, and based, look, the, based the pay on that experience. I'm sure everybody can go through their employee handbook, and believe me, I have. And it says, the manager will base your pay, and I can't blame my manager right now because she didn't have a say in the matter. Um, the, the company did. They recruited me, to be honest, and they, they sold me a fucking oceanfront property in Arizona. All right, so here's a, here's a very... Point, point Before it, uh, you do, let me let me finish my point. I got sold a bill of goods, and I, I still go in and I give Herculean effort, but I'm getting Mickey Mouse pay. At the end of the day, if you want Herculean effort, give Herculean pay. If you want someone to do the best of their ability, you make sure that you appreciate them each and every day. And I'll give credit to my boss. My boss appreciates what I do every single day, but my boss and doesn't. A- my boss doesn't contrain, control the purse strings. As many times as she's tried, she has gone out for me and gone out on a limb, and, and they've come back with the same thing. Well, we can't afford it. Can I do this just once? Can I do no, I'm not even going to bother. It's just horse shit. I'm no, not even going to fucking – I'm it, not even going to do it. It is. So my wife just came up with a beautiful point. The only Go ones ahead. who benefit from a union is the union itself and shitty employees. Well, thank you, Megan, they for that point. fucking protect the shitheads. Oh, yeah. I was there. I, I wish there, I could I plug in the gimmick. It. I would bring. I was there and I fucking witnessed it for fucking years. Do you remember that at Mohegan Sun when UAW came in and yeah. tried and tried to get and they did they succeeded they got the poker dealers and the fucking gimmicks. And, they were in the fucking uh, Eagle View in uh, employee garage. Yes, They're fucking trying to recruit employees. Like and what they the won fuck? and they won on a reservation. Yeah, on yeah. the res. We had the all right. Yeah, you know Tell what? the story. Tell the story real Fe- quick. Federal, he was he was front federal, line. Federal laws protect unions, so they could get away full disclosure. Yeah. I worked for surveillance at Mohegan. All right, hat off 
So you're a big brother? Yeah, basically. And I saw that every day. We And we had to monitor that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was like, part of me was like, eh, you know, I sympathize with the people that are looking to form a union. The other half of me is like, unions are bullshit. The, the dealers reason, were already making bank, let's be honest. And that's my point. The The dealers were fucking making mint. Mint. They could fucking take a day off every other day. And still get their toke rate. And still get the toke rate. They were still raking in the fucking money. Whereas I could, you I, or I me could work or... Th- three day, if I were a dealer, I could work three days a week and make the same money I made. Seven days a week after twenty fucking. Years. Do you remember? Do you remember the story where after um, twenty fucking yeah. years, you remember? The, you remember the story? Where it was about two thousand two, and uh, you and me and Jimmy wanted to go to a concert, and I'm like, guys, I can't. I just worked a triple. Yeah, twenty fucking four hours straight. You know why? Because I was twenty eight years old, no wife, no and, kid, no family. Well, we didn't know any better either, right? But it was just me putting myself out there because bank was there to be had. I was making decent money, but then I would hear my dealer buddies go, yeah, I worked three days last week. I made X. And I'm looking at my pet check, and I, I, I made S. Yeah, you're like way back on the scale oh, yeah. of what, what you And all made. they did was for eight hours, blackjack I can or count to fucking, bust or I can count to 21. I can count to 21 or I can tell you whether you're a fucking. Then the union came in. Caribbean fucking. Exactly. The horse shit. Caribbean ja- jackpot winner or not. I mean, it. it, it I think unions are a, are, are a fucking scourge in America right now. They were good for the time that they were invented. They were invented during the times of after the Depression. Mm-hmm. And where people needed protection. They needed the protection from the employers. Oh, we'd have to have a whole episode. This on, would, I, I, then I, let's I, do it. I, I fucking agree. I, I could debate this to the, union, the last the fucking... do as much good as everyone thinks. They, in the day, in perhaps, the, but not in the last not as much 40 as, years? Do you, no. know, do you know how many people were murdered by union thugs back then? Jimmy oh. Hoffa. Not just him. <laughs> no, like a lot. Because oh, yeah. and they yeah, would kill workers because... I'll go so far as to say our own president was sending union thugs to rough people up to get what he wanted. Which president? Because... FDR. I'll buy that. Because I mean everyone likes I have him, rel- he's a tyrant. I'm a fu- I'll I'm, buy it. I'm a politician. I have relatives that need a job. I'm gonna fuck you up yeah. to get them the job. That's what that's how that's how they A lot of a lot of these unions too saw what so quick, real quick. All right. Yeah, go ahead. So FDR does this. He put he can't, but he makes the companies all agree not to lower wages. Okay, so the company right. goes bad. Right. Back then, what they would do is they would just lower we- people's wages. Like, oh, I can't afford the price of labor. And so we'll just we lower want, the wage. We need to keep the production up to keep the cost down. So FDR makes them freeze their wages. Yep. So they freeze all their wages. Yep. And he also makes them cut production to keep prices up. At a time where people are broke. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're fucking broke. And to the extent where he had hundreds and thousands of cornfields slashed, pigs slaughtered. All these, I don't understand why he even romanticizes this guy. So what they do is, is like, well, we'll just cut the labor force. Bunch of people lose their jobs. Of course. Because they can't change the, can't change the wages. Ooh, they also, you're welcome. They also can't compete <laughs> for new employees because they can't offer more wages. Everyone's paying the same. Oh, you have a warehouse. Everyone's making, we'll, we'll throw out five bucks an hour back then. Everyone's making five bucks an hour. Well, so, back then, five bucks so an hour then, was a fucking mint. Yeah, but 
that's where minimum wage Here's came into to effect. Here's the thing, though. So what they do is like, well, okay, we can't offer more wages, but we'll offer these people health insurance. So they, one company, or we'll offer these people well, yeah, whatever they start well, time off, okay, vacations. So they start offering health insurance to people. <laughs> I got FDR, an argument to this. FDR and the union thugs see that and say, "Oh, make everybody do it." So. The, the people credit him as like, oh, he he fixed the depression. No, he extended it by eight exactly. years. Exactly, he Look, made it I, worse I, than it was yes. originally. De- depression out of the way. Uh, the four years I spent at PCC, which depending on how you look at it, I met some of the greatest human beings in my life there. But it was also the worst four years of my life. I made bank working there. Okay, but. They think because you make bank, we control you. You can work seven days a week. My friend Chuck, not the one in Canada, the one here in Norwich, Connecticut, has worked there 31 years. He has gotten one day off a week for 31 years. And when they would come and say, yeah, we're extending it. Uh, We all have to work and this and that and the other thing. We're not union. And, you know, you call out, you get a point, the whole point system. I get it. I, I've worked at Mohegan Sun. I understand the point system. But yeah. if you're a guy like me at that time with a young daughter who you have 50% of the time at that time, that's not possible. But if you're Chuck, who's never had kids, who has, you know, him and his him and his <laughs> when, wife. When's he got time to knock anyone up? Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> and it was just like my boss at the time, who happened to be. Cunty McWonderslut's father. <laughs> I, I said that because I knew it would make him Trademark. Laugh. Trademark. Trademark. Chris Burns. And yeah. uh, if anybody wants to know who that is, just uh, ask me. Private message me or ask me in person. I don't give a fuck. Cunty McWonderslut. I will tell you. And um, he came to me one day and says, you don't like money? I'm like, no. What I don't like is that you told me when I got this job it meant more money for me, more time with my daughter, more time with my girlfriend, and I'm here six and a half days a week. And it's all fine and good, but I have no time to spend. But I'm I'm always on the job, twelve hours a day. Now that's good money mm-hmm. until you don't see your kid. Well, it brings so. you're spending it on daycare, which is astronomically high in that day. Even then, in 2012 to 2016, well, astronomically it, high. It brings upon a, the the one thing I look at any job that I'll take is a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that home comes first. I'll work for you. If If you're not religious, God, family, work. Exactly. If you're not religious, it's family, work, what have you. What have you. Netflix. There you go, Netflix. (laughs) And chill. Um, No, but for me, what have I done for the last year and a half? Searched and hunted and, and hunted and, and hunted and hunted. But a year I, and a half ago, I was painting this studio. And, and I, while I'm painting, I'm talking to him when he got released from his job in very suspect circumstances. Whatever. Well, I don't want to talk, talk about no, that. No, and I just want to bring that out there is but, that I can pinpoint where I was when you called me and said, Hey, Chris, this just happened to me. And I've got uh, this thing, Speakerphone Jones, in my ear. Painting and going, tell me your story. And you, but you were there, of course. You listened. It's what you, brothers do, man. That's what we do. But my point being is that in this day and age, with a- a- any job you have, whether it's union, non-union, whatever, 
it's suspect to fuck you, you're fired. Mm-hmm. At will employment. In Connecticut, will especially where we record and where we live, at will employment. At will employment. And like Eddie left his job, his previous job, mm-hmm. and he seemed pretty happy where he is now. I haven't had a bad day yet. Every, every time Good. I, I've seen you there twice and you seem very happy. I, I think they're great people. I've bought tons of stuff from them. Yep. The, the Eternal Flame and the Goddess of Love <laughs> used to work there. She said, oh, Eddie's going there. It's going to be a great thing. But that, that, that's what I look for. I look for people who respect the work-life balance and give you that opportunity to say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Next Tuesday, I have to go to the doctors or I have mm-hmm. to take my daughter to fucking ballet or I have to take my daughter to wherever. Doesn't matter. I'm looking for that type of employer, 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 employer. employer That's that, a new thing. That's, that's a word. Employer, employer, employer. That's a T-shirt. Yeah, with Lynch's <laughs> face on it. Employer. I'm looking for that type of employer <laughs> that would will say, "Okay, I will work around your schedule," and whether it's convenient for them or not. As long as they say, okay, well, I can work with it, mm-hmm. that's fine. If they tell me no at the end of the day, I'll still be fine you know, with it. Know, because they actually give a shit to right. sit you down and say, Chris, I'm sorry. You know, you told me next Tuesday you can't come to work and um, you have to pick up your daughter from New Hampshire. Vermont. Sorry, room, same thing. Vermont, whatever. One's, one's a V, one's the other. <laughs> one's a the, the penis. Look at the map. It's a, it's a round earth. Thing, Just deal with it. The thing I, I but, hate about this whole union thing and, and unions in general is, and not to disagree with anything you said, but I, these people act like those jobs belong to them, and they don't. Well, and that's the other thing. They're you fighting know. for, their, all right, Sundays they'll get $2 more an hour instead of a time and a half. They want to take away part part-time employees' um, benefits. Was it in their contract that Sunday was time and a half? Where the fuck can you go right now, right now, as a part-time employee, and get fucking benefits for your family? The place I just left. Army. Well, but it's it's rare. It's funny. It's funny. It's rare. When I was working... You say military. Military, yes. You could do a, a fucking guard reserve and get... Mil- military benefits for your family, but then again, that's not for everybody. And especially but you're serving in, the government, but you're especially serving, now in Snowflake Jones society, you're not serving the fucking public. You're serving the military. You know what they do now in the military? If things are getting too tough and you're out in training, you can throw a little card in the air like yeah, a soccer a, fucking game, and they let you go card. to the side. You fucking weak tit motherfucker. Well, how do you think? Do you we, remember, you remember Colbert, right? ISIS? Yeah, Colby Legaspi. Yeah. Love that fucking guy. He went they... through Camp Lejeune. Yep. And he said, when he went through through, through basic. Toughest, toughest. He's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. And his father was a fucking amazing person. Mm-hmm. I will do a shout out to Colbert and his his father. Colby. Great. He was a great fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a chef. Yeah. And Colbert, when he went through Camp Lejeune, said his class during basic was the first fucking basic training class where you could pull out a yellow card or a red card. Which is, he was a year behind me, which I went to Fort Jackson, and Lee Bozeman, former guest on the show, will tell you, we got our asses beat on a daily they basis. They could pull out a fucking yellow card or a red card and say, I'm instructor, I'm feeling stressed. 
or I'm feeling insulted. I went to sick call. Yeah. It's a it's a great story. Lee Bozeman will, will verify all this. Uh, they were going to BRM, basic rifle marksmanship, for those of you uninitiated. Chris is never in the Army. Fuck you. <laughs> Chris Burns never served. Right. So I went to sick call because I had a little bit of uh, indigestion, whatever. They They cured me. I went back, and they brought me by the truck, and I got off, and they gave me my gun, and... Did my rifle marksmanship? I'm like, pa 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 pa, and everything was off. So I, I clicked the sights and whatever, pa 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 pa, all within the circle. My drill sergeant, and I'll never forget, it, Drill Sergeant Miller, said, "Y'all motherfuckers have been out here all day, all goddamn day." And Burns comes back from sick call, takes six shots. Sights his weapon and then gets them all in the circle. And y'all been out here all goddamn day. And he did it in 12 fucking shots. Why can't you do that? Boy, when I got back to the barracks that night, I was like, I'm going to get killed. Well, there's there's going to be a blanket party with my name on it. You're going to hear from the guys who don't give a fuck and don't give an effort. Fortunately for me, there was one guy. His name was Peterson who just... <laughs> you could have given him a bazooka. He couldn't have hit the target, <laughs> and he blew it for everybody. And we all had to do push-ups because Peterson fucked it up for everybody. And Chris was off the hook. And we got back to the barracks. And I'll never forget. Lee Bozeman was in the bunk behind me. It was me and uh, McCooey was the underneath. I was the top bunk. McCooey's the underneath. And Bozeman was in the uh, the bunks behind us. And Bozeman came in and says. You got so lucky. <laughs> I said, oh, you damn right I did. It was so fucked Well, there's, up. A, there's just so much shit that they're fighting for that I really, I mean, in my bones, I, I get it. I understand. I worked for a union. I've been a union employee. Um, I was for years. And I, I get what you're trying to fight for, but not working is not going to solve your fucking problem. They're not making any money out there on the line. So, like, the pharmacies and the whatever banks are open in the in the stores, they don't work for Stop and Shop. No, they don't. They're independent. They're independent. They're third-party contra- third contractors. D- they do what they want to do. But I, I drove by Stop and Shop today twice. Marvel? No. Or Norwich? Norwich. Okay. They had people... At the across the street, from, you're right because the yesterday I did the same thing across the street on the side at both entrances and, up the street and near by Gorin's and by Gorin's and Benny's. Yep. What the fuck are you doing? You, you, I mean, it's good to spread the word, but you spread the word in front of the place you're working at. I don't have a vote. I don't either. I can't do honk anything. your honk your horn if Yay. you support. Yay! You support the the, the strike to, to quote Jimmy Wisman. Yay! Yes, Who gives a shit? I don't shopping care. at overpriced Y is what I always love doing. Well, and I that, like Big Y better anyway. But oh, that's oh fuck Big Y. That's where I run into oh, Lynch all the time. To that point, I fucking have seen so many fucking posts on Montville Community Forum, Norwich Community Forum. Oh my my Big Y was so crowded today. Blah 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 blah. They're complaining. About getting business. <laughs> you know what the funny thing Fuck is? Fuck you. The funny thing is. Fuck you. You're working. On Sunday. These Walmart. motherfuckers Walmart are striking. <laughs> Walmart's grocery is still like empty. I went to. I, went to, I, won't, uh, I won't buy shit at Walmart. In this uh, town. Other, other than dry, nothing. In this yeah. town where we live in Norwich, Connecticut. Or you live in Marville and you live in East Bumfuck or whatever. Um, I, on Sunday, I went to Big Y early in the day. Business as usual. 
Later in the afternoon, I got sent out to get other things at ShopRite, right? It's closer to my house, but I prefer Big Y. So I go to ShopRite. It looked like a third world country empty. (laughs) And I'm not saying this for the clientele. I'm saying it's like if you dumped, if you took a boat and said, all you guys go to America and have fun. It was, even the express line was 16 people I went to Big Y two days ago, and it was like fucking chaos. Because they didn't have the staff. They didn't have the manpower. And they have to to pick up for the other big Y in this area. What you guys don't understand, if you're listening around the country, around the world, there are two major grocery retailers in this area. There's Stop and Shop and there's Big Y. Stop and Shop, maybe. What's the third? ShopRite. Uh, ShopRite. Not in in Norwich. Trust me. Well, no. That's like Ghetto Jones. No, ShopRite's always fucking busy when I'm there. Not really. I I go there like at least once a week. When I go into ShopRite, it's in and out, no fucking about. Excuse me. He even took the microphone out of the gimmick. (laughs) When I go to ShopRite, it's like in and out Jones. When I go to Big Y or Stop and Shop, always busy. Always people milling around. Always people shopping. But to go to ShopRite on Sunday... And see the mass of humanity and the people that are there because the number one biggest grocery retailer is currently on strike. That was a culture shock to me. Well, and I, it kills me that I see people who work at the other two competing um, grocery stores. They're complaining about the business. No, be happy because you're making bank. Fuck you. You're at work. Yeah. These, these That's mother- your job. Well, if they're not. If they don't have staffing to cover it, plus keep in mind, NMFP. the Affordable Care Act is limiting part-time hours. NMFP. And that's a big problem because when I was working at Shoprite, my average hours were forty-eight. Yeah, and they used to figure vacation time based on your average hours for part-time. Yep, I was getting forty-hour checks for vacation as a part-timer. Yep, you can't do that anymore. Well, when I worked for AMP slash Wall Bombs back in the day. I was hired part-time. I got promoted to full-time. And as a full-time employee, which I should be 40 hours a week, I was doing 70 hours a week. Yeah. yeah. But I was traveling to fucking uh, Brantford, Clinton, they were North sending Haven. They wherever they need you. Kind of like Norwich, Middletown, Rocky Hill, which I'm kind of in the no, middle of. No, well, we, we all know your drama. It, it, you know what's funny, too? When I was part-time I'm just saying, at ShopRite. Uh, same, same. When I was part-time at ShopRite, Retail's my, retail, insurance, dude. my health insurance cost like $15 a week, and I never even heard of a deductible till I was like well, in that's my, my late point. 20s. I, so, I started there when I was 14 fucking years I old. I three insurance companies to pick from. Yep. I started there when I was 14 years old, and I quit when I was 24, 25. Yeah. I was making more money than most people I knew in any other industry yep. at the time. Same with, with the, me at Blockbuster back when I was in college, and even after that, I stayed at Blockbuster. The only reason I left was because of the fucking travel. They wanted me to travel all over the yeah. goddamn state well, that, that's, and not give oh, me gas reimbursement. Same, same, that, same. That was with Blockbuster, go to Westerly, go, go, yeah. go cover Westerly, go cover Old Sabre, go, go do this. Who's paying for See, my gas? I was lucky. When I was finally full time, it's when the Capanos bought the store. Oh, yeah. So he does and have. We the already one talked store. about Scott Capano. Let's then, not do this again. I don't talk about him. You keep bringing him. No, up. Mike brought him have, up. He's I not have, here. I have no problem with him. I, I Mike brought him. I up. worked with him briefly, and then left. But actually, if they had given me the job I had asked for, hey, they own the Harper Dragon. I'd probably still so be there. Fuck them. I, here's the thing. <laughs> I, 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 to this day, I will say this. I love Ken Senior. Uh, I, I thought he was a great guy. I thought he was a great businessman. He was respectful. 
I watched him. He did gra- you right. I watched him grab my boss by the back of his neck and say, hey, come with me. <laughs> I loved it because my boss was a cocksucker. Yes. But um, so I got lucky in that regard because they only had the one store, but then they opened the new London store, which I helped set up, by the way. Nice. I allocated the. It's a nice store, by the way. Yeah. Was, and now I, I guess they, they now have one down in. Um, There's a one opening in Cromwell. Yes. Well, there is one yes. opening in Cromwell, but they have another. I apply one. for that job. In, by the way, or, <laughs> I think further south, like Clinton or. Just come like see that. me on lunchtime. Uh, they have another. Just one. past Saybrook. Yeah, they, they yeah. opened yeah. another one. Just so. past Just past Saybrook. Yeah. I apply for I, that job. I remember the goal. <laughs> the goal was for them to have five stars because Ken calls his company Five Star Supermarkets. Yeah. So the goal is to have five of them. Um, there's five members of his family: him, his wife, and their three kids. That's why they're five star. Yep. So little side uh, trivia for you. Nice, but um, nice. Scotty was never into the grocery store. I- I'm not surprised he bought the Harbor Dragon. I'm not either. Like he he wasn't really into it that, as much as his brother Ken Junior was. Well, the, and my wife even point had to point that out to me. Your like, wife is she, awesome. She's like, you notice that the Harbor Dragon logo is on the side of the on the delivery, delivery trucks. trucks, right? I'm yeah. like, uh, I questioned that for years yeah. until somebody she's told like, me Capano they, bought it. The Capanos own that fucking company. Yeah, I'm like, ah. Uh, Oh, makes sense now. Well, the shop rights are independently owned stores. Yes. So when that, you, they you remember all, back yeah. in the day when it was price right here in Norwich? Yeah, shop right everywhere else. No, there was another shop right in Norwich. There was a yes. price right uh, uh, Ames Plaza. A little, yes, a little old guy owned it. Um, there was a. Two, oh uh, no! It was down uh, Christ uh, Sturdivant Street. Yeah. Thank you. That's why they're not too far from Agway. Right. Yeah. There was a price rate, a shop rate, and a shop rate. Yeah. And there was a shop rate in Groton. The shop rate in Groton and the shop rate on Sturdivant Street were the same owners, I believe. Mel. No. Or am I getting it backwards? They own the they own the one shop rate in Norwich. Yeah, Mel. He was on the The, bags for fuck's sake. His picture creeped the shit out of me when I was a kid. There was a company um, called Pathmark that owned a bunch of shop rights. And, that, and that Pathmark pulled, that is still out. big. In owned Jersey. the one in Groton too. Yeah, they they pulled out they and and dumped all their stores, and that would have hurt Wakefern Food Corp a lot. Right, so right, they, right. they decided to create a, a subsidiary called Shoprite Supermarkets, and they bought all those start stores and kept them running. Right. The problem is that guy owned the Shoprite in Norwich, and the way the trademark law works on a local level. Is he was there first before Shoprite was in Shoprite? Yeah, right. In All right. Norwich. right. So it became so Price Right. They came up with Price Right, even though they had Shoprite goods on the shelf. But they could but, still buy from Wakerfern Foods. Well, right. yeah, they, yeah, they could even still have Shoprite products in the store, yep. but they had to go in a paper bag and they couldn't leave the store exposed. Our uniforms all said Price. Right. When I when I went when I worked there with Shoprite again because that guy had died and his kids didn't want to take it. Over <laughs> right. We still had uniforms that said Price Right. They were still like changing them. Out. How do we close this out tonight, gentlemen? Let's go around the room, starting with Eddie. Uh, how do we close this out? What do you want to say to the people? Fucking uh, unions. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. but. <laughs> Well, Eddie, it's all you. let's let Ned talk. I'll sum up a union real quick. If unions were that great, they wouldn't need laws to guarantee membership. That's all I'm saying. And they wouldn't require dues. Well, I don't mind dues. I'm just saying, if they were that good, if you were really getting your value for your dues, you don't need the federal government passing laws to protect them. Oh, and again, I reflect on what my wife said, is that they protect the fucking shitheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're supposed to protect the weak. Amen. Uh, my My dad worked for a union shop for... 
40 fucking years before he passed away. He retired in 2007. Mm -hmm. And he worked for a guy in a union that was a drunk who would show up late, roll the clock back, punch a clock, roll it forward, go pass out in his fucking truck, and wake up when he sobered up. That sounds awfully familiar. And punch a clock again. To go home. Sounds like some of the people now, the, he works with. Sounds like some of the people I work with. Now listen, this guy made water for the fucking public. Made it? How do you made make water? water? It- well, no. He worked, my dad worked for the, the reservoir. The he drank oh. the beer when it came out, it was water. I'm going to go make some water real quick while Lynch finishes his point. I can still hear him. But he made water for the fucking public of the town, the city of Groton. Right. Public utilities in. So let's protect this asshole and a guy who's undereducated doesn't re- stand up for his re- responsibilities, mm-hmm. a drunk, and comes to work like that. Let's stand up for him, but not the guy who, oh, I have a child care problem. I have this problem. I have this problem. Whatever. Oh, no. Fuck you. You're going to get pushed aside. But this guy, and you, you'll this be the guy one keeps his off. fucking job. You'll be the one laid off first. Exactly, because yeah. I'm the fucking guy who comes to work every day. I'm the guy who punches the clock right on time. If, if I leave lucky, right on time. If you're lucky, he gets offered an early retirement and you get to stay. Right. And, and if he says yes. Yeah, exactly. And they, that's basically what happened to my dad. Side note, where, where my girlfriend works, they have a union there. And they're constantly having financial issues. Because people are way past their retirement, and they're staying, be- you know, because the money's so fucking high, and they don't expect any production out of everybody. Well, that happened with the that happens with most municipalities because they're all union. Oh, Connecticut, like, perfect example. Uh, the There's no of- way they're going to fill those pensions. All right, so state cops that I knew that worked at the casino when I was there, they would stay there twenty, but they would work beyond that. Because every assignment above their eight hours was fucking overtime. Yeah. And they would just collect, 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 collect. And who's paying for it? And the problem is, if, we are. if people stay, they don't retire, you can't bring in the next generation of workforce. You can't. Some, you, some of them, with piles and piles of college debt, you can't they can't fu- make any money. You can't fucking repopulate what the, the, the workforce yeah. that you need. That's from DOT to the state police to the whatever, the garbage pickers, whatever. Anything. And they all fucking stay on for 40 fucking years because they know if I get to my 40, I'm going to collect huge bank if they even later tr- on down. If they even tried to get rid of that drunk that's not producing anymore, it's like, well, did you talk to him? Did you? Did you yeah. Did you, did you offer him help? Did you? Show them documentation. Doesn't matter. Well, well, you can't be making accusations of being drunk on the job. Well, I had that problem. I had that problem at A and P when I was there, and you know, uh, towards the end of my tenure there, um, I had gone from full time to part time, and I had restricted schedule, and they were continuously scheduling me where my schedule wouldn't allow, on purpose. Wow, it sounds familiar. Joe needs a union. So fucking military. So <laughs> they'd be like, "Listen, you sent us to war three times, <laughs> three administrations in a row. Yeah. The contract states we need at least five years of peace. So wouldn't that be great? Oh, that would be democracy. <laughs> would it? Good fucking luck with that. So 
end of my tenure with that company was the store manager pulled me aside and said, you're not, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. I'm like, uh, well, on what grounds? I, that's what I said. I say, I have my, my limitations are here. They're documented. I'm going to college. I'm working another full-time job and I'm doing this part-time now because mm-hmm. that, that was the order of responsibility. Um, he's like, well, you didn't come into work Monday night. I was like, I can't work Mondays. I have a nighttime class. So would you like me to split myself in half and send half of me to here and half of me over there? Yes. 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 That's what they expected. I went to my union steward. Herculean effort, Mickey Mouse money. I went to my union steward. She's like, well, there's nothing I can really do about that. Horse shit. I'm yeah, like, here's, exactly. a member of man- here's a member of management who is not in a fucking union. I'm a union worker who pays my fucking dues to do, for you to do your job. Yeah. Where, where, where's the fucking effort? Why? Why do I waste my fucking dues on this? Yeah. And that's where I feel the union system is broken. Mm-hmm. That's my ending statement for this week. The union system is fucking broken. You, you can strike all you want. You can ask for anything you want. The bottom line is the fucking company that has the banister, uh, uh, the, the name on their fucking doorstep, they have control. Correct. They, you are not – you have no responsibility to them at all. They don't give a fuck about you. I'm sorry. I, I may cause controversy by saying this, but you know what? Stop and Shop is the fucking boss. Yep. You are just a fucking keychain right here. Little Batman keychain. Oh, do not disparage the great Batman you, keychain. You, you might be the best goddamn keychain there is. But you're but, just a keychain. Exactly. You're just a fucking piece of the puzzle. Do you know what this Batman you don't keychain give a, does? They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about your family. They don't give a fuck about anything that you Amen. need. Amen. They just want you to work the hours you're supposed to work, 15 to 25 hours a week. They don't hire full-time. I'm gonna, they I'm, hire part-time. Pick that back up. I'm gonna, before I pay the bills, I'm going to say this Batman keychain does a couple things. First of all, it's got a bottle opener right here. Yeah, it does. On one side, it's got a flathead screwdriver. On this side, it's got a, a Phillips, Phillips head. head screwdriver right here. I mean, you could use this to rip things open. This is multi- faceted can we buy that somewhere Mon- you can i don't know where uh mike got it for me oh I thought, I thought this was leading you can probably to like get a- it on uh, amazon through which that's I'm what i was leading just, to which i'm getting to in just a minute <laughs> i like how you do that our other co-host doesn't do that but we love loki anyway i miss him you have a multifaceted tool here but what you're asking is i want to pay two dollars for this rather than the five dollars that it's worth the problem is you want Herculean effort for Mickey Mouse money. It's and, not gonna... and, and the biggest problem is that you're going you're gonna to get what you pay for in the bottom line. Pretty much. And there's a whole group of people out there that will basically eventually shut down and say, you know what? You want to pay me Mickey Mouse money? I'm going to give you Mickey Mouse effort. Well, I, I worked through a strike in 1990. With A&P mm-hmm. after Wahlbaum's. I remember, so- I remember that strike. I, I remember my mom go, wanting to go to Wahlbaum's. We lived in Gales Ferry. We'd shop in Groton. She was like, this means I have to go to Knowles. I'm like, Knowles is local. Give them your money. Uh, we had just been bought out in 1987 when I started at A&P. We were, yep. we were Wahlbaums. That's when we first bought we into, were, when we first moved were into the area. Yep. We, and we got bought out by A&P, which was owned by a German Basically, German um, 
Go real ahead, estate, say real it. estate company. Yep. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck about the company. AP Liquors is still open, by the way. Not all of them. The also, one in Groton is uh, independently owned. Stopped there not too long. They're probably ago. just they probably just let them keep the name. Like the, all right, the, so possibly, like the last possibly. The last all right, so Craig, who owned Northeast Wine and Spirits, yep, that was an A and P Liquors. He bought oh, that shit. out. All he right. bought that out. They're all independently owned now. A and P has no investment in this state. So now. it's a name. They're defunct. Just a name. All right. Speaking of a name, go to LokiandJaboni Visit us. Go to our affiliates. Amazon. WWE. The 80s TV store gimmick schnabitz for them. Buy your event tickets. Do what you got. Uh, Lynch that's, is raising up the shot for Loki. That's for you, Loki. Saving it for you till you come back, brother. Always. Hope everything's good. Always, bro. Uh, right here on the console. Waiting for you. Patreon.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Donate to the show. Um, my last comment is really simple. Um, if you like the show, if you love the show, share everything. Share the show. Share the YouTube. Share the Facebook. Share the Twitter. Review on iTunes. Exactly. Go to that little purple icon. Leave five stars. Review, Just review, review, and fucking share. Dude. Leave five stars and say, I'm not wearing underwear. Uh, we don't care what you say. All they care about is the star review. If you leave five stars and say, I had spaghetti for dinner, nobody gives a shit. Enter the Lynch. That was last week. Uh, Dude, you have to have me on. That's my friend Mark Cropley. Mark what? Cropley. Mark Cropley, you've, first of all. You've met him. I, I know I, you've met him. Possibly. He has a uh, prosthetic leg. Oh, tattoos. Mark. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mark. He worked at the casino with Big me. ups, bro. We don't have to add you to shit. You add you to he this. He said, no, you have to have me on the show. Hilarious. When? When? Loving the last episode, he said. Which the, was my la- first appearance. Last week. Where I fucked Lynch. up the opening. That's you know, all right. Yeah, we, we get it. Listen, all right, Eddie. It's fine. Mark, <laughs> you see this gimmick right here? This is this is how you get on. And we will and, plug and this in. And I have in. one of these at home. We will plug this I'll, into Lynch. Shut have, up. Have, Shut up. We have one more fucking input right here. See, motherfucker, this is this is where shit goes wrong. Yeah, but this is where <laughs> this is where we get fucking fan base, dude. We will, if I can bring Mark on here, oh, I got you. We plug this in, and then we plug. I got a microphone right here. You want to bring him in right here? I'll bring him. In. I'll put him. I'll go over in the fucking corner. Over okay, here. come back. No, come back to your microphone. This is how we do it. All right, Mark, are you listening? I hope he is. Mark, are you because listening? I want him to be here? Mark, there's two rules. One, we bring a chair in. You're here. Uh, somewhere you have a microphone. We have uh, a couple extra microphones. I'll have to work out and see if they work. Rule number one, you come here and you bring the pain. Rule number two, you bring a 30 rack. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And when That's I for say him, not for me, That's for him. when you bring a 30 rack, you bring the, oh, blue, and, you bring the blue and white because <laughs> I have, I do so much content during the week and Eddie has to produce it. I will admit that Chris does a lot of work between this and the, the Speedway show. Thank you. And I was going to get to that in a second. Uh, and as far my journey as, in music. as far as my journey with music is concerned, Eddie is still sitting on one in the can. <clears throat> That's going to be once a month. I know. I, I'm still getting. I'm still getting messages. Where's the third episode? It's coming, guys. I, I think Ed has a lot to work on. I think once a month is good with that because I. I, I think anything over that would be like kind of overkill. I agree with that. I still have my playlist for the for the fourth episode right here. Look. Oh, well, look at Eddie's face right yeah, now. Like, oh, and I agree. You. So when Ed. Look, we had two in two weeks. That was uh, February, early March. Um, no, I, hopefully I, by the end of April, episode three comes out. Then I, we'll record episode four once a month. 
he works on so much content. I work on a lot of content. I'm still. I did a live video yesterday for a group that I belong to called and the that- Red Shill, and uh, some of the Shillians were here tonight. Thank you so much. There's there's just so much content that we try to put out for you guys, and this is all for the grand total of free. So if you want to donate, go to patreon.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Loki and Jabroni. Thank you. Uh, go to the go to the website, LokiandJabroni.com. Shop our affiliates. Uh, dump some money into this. And now, since you already mentioned it, tomorrow night, the C&J Speedway Review, we're going to review one of my favorite races, Bristol, where we're going to have a, a twofold little gimmick tomorrow. One, Martin Truex Jr., the number 19, fresh in his new team, wins his first short track race in 81 starts. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This is a guy who on two mile, one and a half, one mile, he's amazing. On short tracks, he'll lead everything, and then something happens, and he breaks down. And And he'll just suck. Exactly. So Martin Truex, he finally rings the bell. Boom. He's the winner. Who is my favorite Martin Truex fan of all time? My daughter, who loves Martin Truex Jr. So tomorrow night on the CJ Speed Review, my daughter is going to be a part of it, even for a short spell. Good girl, to, Emma. I know. She she picked a good one. She could have picked Jimmy Johnson. I could have said, you'll never come to Dad's house again. <laughs> or she could have said, I like Kurt Busch, in which she'd be pooping toes because my foot would be so far up her ass. But... It's always a great time. If you know nothing about racing, if you just love the Loki and Jabroni show, just once, tune into C&J Speedway Review. You'll have a great time. Having said that, he's Eddie Focus. This is Chris Lynch. I'm Jabroni Chris Burns, and we are out of time. We'll see you next week with a whole bunch of fresh topics. And his name was Mark? Mark Cropley. Mark, if you're out there. Space open. I got man. a space here. Bring it on. Space there. We can. I can bring another webcam. We got, we eight, got, more, we we got, got eight more weeks. Bring it on. We're good. All and right. I just want to say real quick before I go. Um, I was on one of the first shows that you did. Oh yeah, way early. It was the like, comic book episode. Like deep down in the basement of um, mm-hmm. Mike's house, and yeah, I I got to say every week that I'm here, it gets better and better and better. Every episode I watch gets better and better and better. Well, of course, you say that now. <laughs> well. <laughs> I remember the first fucking episode I was on. We were all like fucking, oh, Brand. my God, what do we do? What do we do? But I, honestly, uh, this is a pleasure for me, pleasure for these guys, I'm sure. You were handpicked Jones, man. You were the first name Mike and came out of his mouth. So I, I got to be gone I, for 10 weeks. I, I want Lynch. I, I, I got to say that this is very humbling for me. And I want to thank you. Fucking Wait, contribute. I, I got I to gotta comment. Uh, oh. Village Idiot Control says no playlist is complete without Rick Astley. Mic drop. <laughs> never uh, gonna let you down. Never, never gonna, gonna let give you. you up. That's the only one on the list. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm buying. I've never it. heard anything else he's ever done. Totally. Uh, we, wait, he had another song. I can't remember it now. Exactly. I got it in my head. My point. There was two songs. So if we couldn't close the episode on a better note, is fucking Rick Astley. We're never gonna give you Good up. Night. We're never gonna let, let you, you down. down. See you next week. Bye.